Welcome to episode 57 of the Paropod. You're here with your hosts, Mark and Owen. What's up? We're back at it again. It's one of our recommended film episodes. We're going to be talking about Southland Tales by Richard Kelly. Mm. Later on. It's a very strange film. Very, very strange film. Oh, shit. What? I forgot about that. <laughs> what? I don't have a recommended movie. We still got two, a few hours. We got two hours. We'll be fine. Oh, fuck. Ah, <laughs> we'll figure it out. But anyway... We're going to be talking about that later. That's a real, that's a real vibeology if I mm. ever heard one. You know, if I ever seen one, it's a lot of affects in that film. <clears throat> uh, all over the place, affecting everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just effectual and stuff. I feel like the Southland Tales actually like. There's so much to talk about with that film. Yeah, there's a serious amount to talk about because that, it's that all could, ideas. That could be a very long discussion. Yeah, who knows how <laughs> yeah. long it could be? Well, we got in, like a nice, nice little short talk, <clears> and it's very. Uh, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of similar. Because they're all kind of real world in some kind of way. They're related to the real world, even if some of them are fantastical, mm. you know? So, it's going to be good. How have you been this week, anyway? I've been grand. I've been grand. Token with some fun. Token? Oh, jeez. Don't get me started. We talked about it last episode. It was amazing. Mm. It was amazing. All those things that happened. You're on fire as well. <laughs> yeah, the thing was literally on fire. Actually, I'm not happy about Token in, in one way because uh, the place was on fire. Like, the room was filling with smoke. People were coughing. There's like an alarm going off in the back. Uh, people could, you could smell like the the you burning embers <laughs> in the air. You could see the fire. The burning embers. Yeah, and the, and the, bit, it was just a bit smoky. And the manager comes over and she's like, "Sorry, we have a we have a booking for uh for like ten minutes from now. You're gonna have to leave." I was yeah, like, I "Yeah, was, I don't want to stay here. This place is on fire." Like, yeah, man, I'm you know? I was sick. That's not even needed anymore. I was raging of that. I was like, "What do you mean a time?" That's limit? That's a scumbag move. Like, what, you, just, what do you mean a time limit? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, you pure squared up to it. That was really intense. Yeah. Oh, man, I dragged her over. Yeah, we like, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was insane. Nearly threw her into the fire. But uh, <laughs> we ended up staying for a bit and playing the games because we hadn't even got to the games at that stage. We are only mm. there like an hour and a half. And she was like, you have to leave. We were like, fine. We will. We will leave. We'll get up and go over to the fucking Mario Kart. I'll bring my fucking tokens with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we had a good time. Yeah, pinball is by far the best thing in, in token, I think. Yeah, even though it's just so like so simple. Yeah, Deceptively so simple. simple. Yeah, and that crane is a lot of bullshit. That's like, that, that crane is a lot of. That's, that's just impossible. a crane game, though. That's impossible to get. But how did you, you got it before? Uh, man, I got it like the last me and Isabel. Might have been me and Isabel. I can't remember who it was, but hopefully it was Isabel. Wait till that. Um, yeah, like you know, it was me and Isabel. I won a few games. Um, I think I won three. I just won five tokens though, or ten tokens. I can't remember. Mm. But see, the thing is that like. I'm shit at all the games that are there. Like, I can't survive long enough for it to, like, be enjoyable or anything. Like, I'm dead yeah, yeah. so quickly. Yeah, I'm very bad at video games as well, so... But we had we had fun with the Spider-Man game. Mm, Spider-Man game was good fun. You know, we need four people for that. I know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. But the same kind of thing. Yeah. They should have had the Mario Karts. Yeah, they need one. Did they have one? They had one Mario Kart. Not, they normally have two. That's stupid, yeah. Like, a, a single player. Yeah, but the single player, yeah, single player, but the dual, like, they have, because they have two machines before that are connected together, so you can... Yeah, like, what? that's the whole point, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, sit in this little uh, pretend race car and race against the machine. Yeah, that's, that's not fun. That's not fun at all, yeah, you do it at home. Yeah. You literally do it at home. Yeah. You can do all of them at home, but still. <clears throat> you can get them all online, to be fair, for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, because I only played... I didn't even play them, I mostly just played the pinball, because pinball is just... That was fun. Something about pinball is just very enjoyable. Even though I'm shit at it as well. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, the bollocks as well that kept going down the side. Because you don't have any control as well. Yeah, that's stupid. Your period is hoping. That's like, a fucking joke. Every yeah. time you hit the ball, it's like, I hope it doesn't end up coming to a side that I can't fucking reach. Yeah, yeah. We should ask for our money back on that one. Let's break the glass. <laughs> yeah. Give me that ball back. Give me that. <laughs> yeah, Twilight Zone pinball. That's what it was all about. Mm. You know, we had a blast on that. I should have got the Guitar Hero, but I didn't get time. Yeah, Guitar Hero. I'm shit at Guitar Hero. So am I, yeah. I am so bad at Guitar Hero. But it looked cool. Mm. So. Yeah, because you never, I never, you never see Guitar Hero anywhere. Guitar Hero used to be mad back in the day. Used to be huge, yeah. Yeah, huge. Used to be huge. I don't think they make them anymore. Yeah, it's a real retro game now, isn't it? You know, it's pretty white and token these days. Yeah. It's like a museum of old games. It's like, look at this. Yeah. It's ancient. <laughs> it's back, this relic yeah, it's from like, the past. It's like a wee sitting in the corner. It's like, look at this ancient relic. Yeah, it's a wee. <laughs> yeah. It's like a velvet robe in front of it. No, you can't like, touch no. it. <laughs> <laughs> back off. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. What you been watching this week? Uh, I, I had a look at New Order. New Order. Or Nuevo Orden in its native tongue of Spanish. Espanol. It's uh, one of the... New, it's an art house thriller film, which is uh, recently on movie. Came on to movie there. Um, it's a, a Mexican film, and uh, it's caused a lot of controversy, you know, recently because, especially in Mexico, mm-hmm. it's, it, we're kind of shielded from all this because I because I, I was presented this, like I keep getting the ads for a movie. Like I think you're the same. Yeah, it's just it just keeps popping up. Yeah, it keeps every time I watch a YouTube video, even at work, it's like I'm not even connected to my personal account at work. Somehow they know that I would would like mm-hmm. movie. You know, that's scary stuff. Yeah. That's that's different. That's that's Southland Tales stuff. We can talk about that later. Mm. But uh but yeah, I kept kept getting ads for this film. And uh like movies like a really, you know, it's like an art house thing. It's progressive, like it's all like, you know, old sort of like yeah. you know, left films and stuff like that. And then there's this film New Order which they're really pushing. Uh and it's actually like a really racist film. It's like a really uh, right yeah. right wing film. Like there's a there's a huge uh, backlash against it in Mexico because when the trailer was released, uh basically the film is about like a a class war in Mexico, like mm-hmm. sort of social breakdown in Mexico, uh, and it takes place at a wedding uh, with all the sort of Mexican bourgeois, all, all the uh, all the rich Mexicans. They're all like white, you know, like the white Mexican sort of upper crust. It's like the same in all real all uh, Latin American countries, where the the rich tend to be a very you know like a certain ethnicity, and then the lower class are all like the, kind of the uh, the mestizos or the, like the mixed or the yeah the uh, like the brown people and stuff like that and so the the trailer showed uh, these rich people being victimized by the the servants kind of like the like the lower classes and obviously that was kind of distinguished mainly via like skin color in the trailer so there's a huge backlash against that but I'm here just reading the description to this film what the fuck <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and like so it's about an uprising but it kind of takes the side of like the people who are risen against you know yeah it's yeah your your main characters are the upper class yeah your main character character is marianne who's the bride to be uh it's her wedding day and uh, she's this pretty (laughs) evil brown people ruining my wedding day (laughs) yeah literally yeah she's this pretty blonde white girl and it's her wedding day and like um they're all there and they're all snooty and they're all like talking about like they're you know upper class things they're talking about bribes and like uh, making jokes about corruption uh, like they're all involved in politics and they're, they're all very powerful people and uh, one of their servants from before arrives at the wedding and he's like he's all fucked up and um, uh, he's just uh, he's just like arrives at the gates and he's asking for money because his wife has she needs a heart valve surgery or something like that and she's about to die yeah and so he's like oh i worked for you for so many years for decades can you please give me uh 200 pesos or something like that 
And uh, Sounds feeling for the director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, sorry. And so he goes through, like, I think the mom, the da, and uh, one of the brothers, and they're all like, here, we, we'll give you we'll give you 50,000 pesos. Mm. Fuck off. Because they notice he has, a, on his sleeve, he has, like, a, a, a green mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, outside the wedding, there's this whole thing where there's riots and there's, like, co- kind of social unrest. And, like, it's kind of a protest movement, you know? Like, the... It's kind of like Joker. Yeah. I saw it compared to Joker, like that kind of protest kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, 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 I don't know, the symbol of the protest is green paint. Mm-hmm. And so like you have green paint on your, why do you have green, pa- green paint on your sleeve? Get the fuck out. But Marianne's very, she's a very kind woman. She's like, oh, I feel so bad. Like Elise, like his, uh, this, this man, Rolando, his wife. Like, uh, like I love Elise. Like I remember her from my, my childhood. I have to go back and save Elise. And so she leaves the wedding just before things happen like before mm-hmm. the the ceremony she <coughs> goes off to to bring elise to the hospital and pay with her debit card because there's the whole thing where she she tries to convince her father and her brother but they're like no like you're an irrational woman uh we, we're not going to give you the the password to the safe so she, yeah. she takes her credit card instead uh basically things completely fall out of control at that point and um uh, marianne is off with this guy called christian who's works for the the family he's like a servant he he carts her off to Rolando's gaff. As they're going there, things spiral out of control in the streets, and uh, it turns into like a full-on kind of revolutionary like scenario. Mm-hmm. At the same time, in the wedding, the wedding is infiltrated by, you know, the protesters. Yeah, and they're covered in like war paint. And yeah, they're all you know, brown people. Yeah, invading a white space. Oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, and they have yeah. guns, and they start. It's it all sort sort of escalates. But uh, obviously, there's a huge backlash against this because it's like, why, like, why did you have to make it so obvious that like this is like very racially coded? Yeah. But not just as racially coded, but like you take the side of the, like they're being brutalized, and it's not it's not clear that you're supposed to sympathize with yeah the rich people, but like it's it's from their perspective, mm-hmm. and it's very like you know brutal what happens to them. It's very cynical. It's very cruel. Uh, and it, your man who directed it, uh, Michelle Franco, he's a white Mexican fella, and he was like. Uh, he didn't take kindly to all the accusations. He was like, "This is reverse racism against the white Mexican he said people." Pro- profound uh, reverse racism because he is a white Mexican, is what he said. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Which is just out there. Which is just a way to definitely confirm that, like, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is a racist film. Then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But it's like a very, you know, like the film's not. I don't know. It's still very watchable. Like it's not like a a racist screed against the lower classes. Mm. It is in a way, like, but it's like it does it in a uh, like a kind of a Gasper in a way, kind of, you know, kind of way. It's more about the violence and the brutality of it. That's just very like <clears throat> purposely obtuse. Yeah, like it knows it's being like really sort of uh, really like non subtle, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really care. And the violence is like really brutal. It's like. It's a lot like climax in that, like it's like the the real rhythm of violence. Mm-hmm. Like it's really like when it happens, it's like oh yeah. You know, even when they they shoot like the patriarch of like the rich family, and he's like a bad guy, and it's like he's you know you don't like him because he's like a prick, uh, and like he's, he's the servants are rising up against him, and they shoot him. It's just like fuck, like that guy got shot, like yeah, fuck, you know? he got fucked up. It's like it's like the thing in like uh, in climax where like like they're kicking the the, the pregnant girl and stuff like yeah. that. It's stuff like that where you're just like. Oh, there's no need for this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a punch to the gut. It's not really within the scope of the, uh, like the structure of the story. Yeah, the, like the story kind of follows these like horrific acts mm-hmm. more so. So it's more just like it's like watch. It's like getting beaten up, but like it's like beating up the viewer pretty much. You know, 
it's very like a very violent, very like brutal film. Yeah, and if you're yeah, I you can really understand why then, like especially if the depiction of violence is like that. It's like, oh well, you know, black people are are savages. They're they're violent. They're you know, they'll kill you. Yeah, that. yeah, like, yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Because obviously this is all coming in the uh, in like the context of like especially Latin America. It's also released in 2020. It's like why you should probably be thinking about your film if you're depicting stuff like this you should probably be thinking a lot more because people are a lot more (coughs) excuse me are a lot more socially aware of how people are depicted in films nowadays yeah yeah that's the thing like he doesn't care obviously this this guy this guy guy (laughs) he doesn't care i think he knows but he doesn't care which Mm. is kind of admirable in a way but it's also like it's like a shock jock kind of thing yeah like the the way gaspin away will have people come into the camera Mm -hmm. like that's that's the vibe i got off it like it's well produced and it looks very nice. Mm. Um, that's a good story, but like, it's actually not, it's it's actually not really a good story. I don't know. Like, it's 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 really engaging and really enthralling, mm-hmm. but it's like just so bleak and like uh, I don't know, cruel. Like not yeah. even like not, not even the violence. The violence is very cruel, but like just the way the story evolves. Mm-hmm. Like the the thing is like the they have the revolution kind of scenario, but it turns out it's it's like a. Uh, it's cor- it's a corrupted revolution. It's a military coup. Oh fuck yeah! So the military take charge, and they're like, uh, they abduct Marianne, and uh, they they and they're, they're abducting all the rich white people and stuff, and they're holding them for ransom. All the military are brown people and stuff mm-hmm. as well. So they're holding all the white people for ransom in, in prisons. Is there any other white people in this film except for like people that get brutalized? Um, one of the generals is white. Okay, one of them. Well, at least it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's very corrupt. Yeah. But he also knows the family, you know? So it's like, <coughs> it's kind of a commentary yeah. on political power, you know? I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, like, the the military, they're holding all these people for ransom. And, like, the, they have, like, this concentration camp where they're holding all the, you know, the bourgeois, mm-hmm. uh, including Marianne. Uh, and like, there's no goal to any of this. Like, they're not like, oh, we, this is a socialist mm-hmm. revolution. It's just like, we're just going to hold these people, hold them for ransom get the ransoms and then fucking kill they, they kill the people when they get the ransom which yeah. doesn't make any sense if you're like holding people for ransom if you start killing them then people won't pay the ransoms for the next people yeah that doesn't make any sense but yeah. like and like the they torture them and like unspeakable stuff happens in, in the uh, in the prison you, Do you know? see it and stuff like that you show yeah, the show bits of it yeah it's like, it's like ugh, you know tasers and stuff but um, it's also gratuitous and like clearly for shock value mm-hmm which is fine, but the context is it's what it's all about. Because this yeah. is the context. This is obviously a Latin American country. You know, a lot of history of coups and like military dictatorships mm-hmm. and protests very recently. And this film just takes like such a bleak view of it that you're kind of like, you're not like, oh, what's, yeah, what's, I agree, Michelle. What's the point of all this? It's more yeah. like, like, why is, why is this film so like depressing about it? You know, yeah. like, like, why is it no, uh, it doesn't present any kind of like, you know, way out. Yeah, because imagine, like, yeah, class war fair would be bleak and it would be violent. The only hope is that it would lead to something more yeah, positive. That's that's the thing. When it first starts, it's so brutal and you have the violence and stuff like that, which I thought was really cool when it first breaks out. Because in a lot of these things, you have, uh, or just in general, when you think about, like, events that happen in the real world, mm. you always retroactively, or, like, you know, before it happens, you like apply like a story, like this is how it's gonna play out. Yeah, even like, after, even after when when the violence is like you know yeah, rebellion, yeah. you look back on it and you think, oh, well, they were doing it for a just 
you know. Yeah, yeah. In our view, it's like, oh, they were trying to do this for a just cause, whatever. But yeah, yeah. It takes like the weight out of the violence. Whereas yeah. like the film, it happens and it's like it's like proper like punching you in the belly. Yeah, like, it's violence know. for violence sake. Yeah, or even like just even if it was for a good cause, like it's still gonna be horrible, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then like it turns out it's just violence for violence sake it's just like this horrible circle of like military dictatorships which goes nowhere mm. and there's like pain and suffering and nothing changes at the end of the it's film it's a cycle yeah it's just a cycle which is you know that's like it's a point that's been made so many times before uh, like there's no real without being racist <laughs> and there's no real yeah there's a, it's, a pre- it's kind of a race, racist premise as well mm. you know but there's no need to reassert it, you know. Like you could have done something else with it. Yeah. You know, because the ending is just like, oh, it's so because your man Christian, who, who uh, escorted Marianne out of the, he was Rolando's son or something. Mm-hmm. And Rolando gets fucked up for like he's just kind of a side character. He gets <laughs> fucked up anyway. But uh, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, Christian is like he's sort of tied to Marianne when she's abducted, uh, and he gets brought back into the situation. And uh, there's a whole, there's an interesting kind of sequence, like half an hour after she's been abducted, mm-hmm. where it's like uh, sort of describing the. Uh, How long is this? Is this film? It's only an hour and a half. Okay. It's only an hour. Sounds and like half. it'd be mad long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's because uh, it's so focused on like just the family, like the wedding at the start. Like it's yeah. a very small kind of, uh, kind of focus in like a single scene, a single setting at the wedding for the first half an hour. Then you have everything all hell breaks loose and it starts to lose its way when it it kind of pulls the camera back and it's talking about what the rest what what else has happened you know yeah like how things have developed and it has this uh, uh like the, the like the details of the military dictatorship like they have job permits and stuff like that there's curfews and everyone's all corrupt and stuff like that which is like it's just not interesting you know it's just it's just yeah. re- it's just really brutal for no reason yeah it's just dystopian depressing dystopian fiction yeah uh, they they could have they could have if they stayed just with the wedding and just with like like the abduction of of Marianne they could have they could have done, done something, something with it yeah. but it's it's a good I think it's good it's worth a watch though yeah I think it is why is movies like showing this like advertising this film fucking everywhere then it's it's an alright film like yeah I wonder if it's just it's because re- it's really well made just because it is controversial and it's like yeah yeah like it, it's not like we say it's racist and it's like the same way you could perceive. Climax. Or climax. Like, we, yeah. like, there's a reading of Climax, which is extremely racist. Um, but, like, it's more, kind of more on the nose in this film. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds way more on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Because at least in Climax, like, you're not really... You don't really think about, like... But you're just like, this is a very diverse group of people. Mm. And you don't really think about the fact that all the violence is committed by all the... Like, you don't really think about that. Yeah, 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 true. Until someone mentions it, and then you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah." But like, it's 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 that kind of way, though, you know. Like, yeah. Like pl- climax is quite dark, you know. Everything's poorly lit. Like everyone mm. kind of looks the same. Yeah. yeah. And this, everything's in daylight. Everyone looks dark. So you're like, mm, oh, yeah. it's like yes, the, the the bad people are just brown. You know? Yeah. Oh, and the 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 good guys are white, so it looks a lot worse. But like, it's not like it's not saying, oh, these people are scum. It's more just like a nihilistic kind of, uh there's no way out of this. It's just a cycle of violence. You know? Yeah. It's not like a purely racist film is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's not, pure, it's not, it's not, it's, it's birth of a nation. Like, if yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an art house film, which is like, uh, a shock jock, you know, kind of vibe to it. That's it. That's mm. why movie have it on, I think. And it's, it's, it is worth a watch. I think. I might give it a go. An hour and a half. I'll say it's an hour and a half. Yeah, I think you'd like it, you know, because a lot of violence and it's just quite short. Yeah. 
That, that, that could be something that I, I might be interested in watching that. I don't know. Movie just has so much on it, so. Yeah, exactly. The the, the, the breadth. The internal of struggle. Of like, the eternal struggle of life. There's too, too many movies on it. Yeah. It's definitely the best, like, streaming service, though. Emo. Absolutely. For, yeah. for the type of films that we like, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. Like foreign, it's, it's the best for foreign language films, easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This is a foreign language film. I felt so smart watching it. Yeah. I was like, Spanish? Yeah, forget about it. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, talk to me, you know? Talk to me. Talk to me. I did this in sixth class, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Despacito. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Great fun. But, um, yeah, what else? What did you watch this week? Um, well, I watched the entire Blair Witch franchise. All, all three films. Um, is that four? Oh, no, it's three, yeah. No, yeah, there's only three. Um, I did them out of order. I did the second film, then the third film, and then I went back to the first film. But you also watched the first film as well, didn't I did, you? I did. I watched it today. So we might as well go through it chronologically. Absolutely, this yeah. This is the way to do it. Yeah, this this is one one place where Netflix finally paid off, you know. Yep. Netflix paid off. The Blair Witch Project is on Netflix as we speak, which is kind of like... Which is a bit weird. Like, I don't know, mm, like... It's not really a Netflix film, is it? No, it really, it really, really isn't. Mm. Although they got that film Creep, so... Which is and Creep f- 2. And Creep 2. I've only seen Creep 1. I've never seen Creep. Creep's alright. We'll watch it next week. Yeah. It's uh, what's it about? It's about a creep. It's about a weird <laughs> stalker dude. Alright. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Blair Witch. Um, I think I think we were talking about this last week, like during, when the, during the break, saying that it is. I think it is the most profitable film of all time. Yeah, they made it for, for, for nothing, for beans. And they made like, what was it? A quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, two hundred fifty million. I think Insane. it cost like fifty thousand or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it mad. Look, you can tell. Like it looks, it looks, it looks, sh- it looks, sh- it looks like <laughs> shit. Yeah, it yeah. looks really realistic. But that's the point. Yeah, it yeah. looks so realistic, which makes it way scarier. Yeah. Oh man. Um, like, like for, for me, like, oh jeez, like years ago, year years ago, my fucking shitty iPod Touch, lying in bed, just like scrolling through YouTube, just watching like trailers for horror movies i don't know how old i was i came i came across a blair witch project trailer and i watched it and the blair witch project trailer that i saw was when she's like speaking to the camera and she's like i'm sorry mom i'm sorry dad this is all my fault and i'm pretty sure that was the entire trailer um and then it just cuts to a scream at the end of i think it is just that scene actually Mm. um and nothing has ever ever scared me so much in my life could not sleep kept because yeah. i thought it was real like i came across this footage on youtube didn't realize it was a trailer i was like what the fuck is this yeah it looks so real cause she's cause she's crying it's and all. not <laughs> streaming on her face as yeah. well like yeah i think everyone's seen at least the image you know the, mm-hmm. the poster where it's just like her and it's like her little moon face yeah her little <laughs> dome <laughs> her little dome she's like oh my god and all this stuff and it's like oh like she should have gotten an Oscar for that. Yeah, man. That's actually better acting than any Oscar film. Like, yeah, easily better. Than but who someone, is she? Like, who is she? That's the thing. Like, none of them ever did anything. Yeah. None of them did anything. Um, but then when I got older, I watched Blair Witch. Did not like it at all. Didn't like Blair Witch. Um, and then I just decided to just I decided to watch the second film because I heard that was really bad. Then after watching that, I was like, I'm gonna watch the third film. And I was like, I'm gonna go back and watch the first film. Holy shit, this film is so much better than I remember it being. It's class. It's a great, great film. It's so scary. And it's and it, the weird thing is, still holds up, regardless as to like how many found footage films have came out since then, because it's basically the first one. 
Yeah, yeah. Is there any before it? Like, I don't think like there is. Cannibal Holocaust, but Cannibal Holocaust oh, is like yeah. doesn't doesn't do it. Doesn't like, lean on it. Yeah. Doesn't lean into like it at all, really. And like, it's so blatantly, obviously, not found footage. Like, yeah. it's so obviously not. <laughs> um, but like Blair Witch is, I think, like one of the first, definitely the one that that um started the craze. Like, yeah, started the massive craze. Mm. Like, without Blair Witch, you wouldn't have Paranormal Activity and stuff like that. Um, yeah, definitely. Which I've never seen. I've never seen Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I've never seen either. I've only seen the second one. It's fucking so boring. <laughs> yeah, I've never. I, I feel like I should have seen them. I thought it was too scary back in the day. I remember watch. I remember I was. I was like you. I watched. I watched the trailers, and like that was enough for me. Like yeah, it just so cool. made me shit my pants. I was like, I didn't sleep for like a week afterwards. <laughs> I was just watching the trailer, yeah. the ad for the film. <laughs> I don't think the trailer even shows anything really. Yeah, it's I think so I, scary though. I was watching clips like when she gets dragged out of bed and stuff like that. Mm. Well, I never watched that. I never watched Blair Witch either. But I remember, I uh, I didn't even watch the trailer for it. But I wet, I I wet, I read the Wikipedia article, and I I didn't sleep for like a while. Either. Like I, I was, kept, I slept with one eye open. Like yeah, even what, though it's, what if she's there? Yeah, yeah. But like, it's not even about the Blair Witch, is it? It's about a guy who's like I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't even matter really what it's about. But like, it's pure about just people getting lost in the woods. Yeah, and so it's like that's it's an hour and twenty minutes. I was like, oh. It's <clears throat> Like, rewatching, wow. it, rewatching it now, it's like it's way less. It's not about the witch at all. Yeah, it's, it's the, actually not. Like it's the idea of these people getting lost in a national park and just wandering around, not being able to find anyone or anything, yeah, yeah. and then coming across really weird shit in the middle of the woods. And it's just like, because I was watching it, I was like, it does kind of just like, what if the, I, I just started it into my head one stage? I was like, what if? You found this this footage, like if you came across this footage in a national park, and like this is what happens to people that go missing in national parks. You're like, fuck it, hell, like just like get me out of here, like me the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, but like that's it's actually happened to some people. Not the witch part, you know. But But like (laughs) people go missing. Yeah, it has happened all the time. Yeah, which is one thing that they kept saying in this film is like America's way smaller than it used to be. Like we'll be able to get found. I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? Twenty that was twenty years ago. It's like twenty years, twenty years in the future, and it happens like every other week. Like yeah, you know, (laughs) literally happened the other day, didn't it? It keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about how they found how they found her body? No, no. Some YouTuber, I can't remember her name, but like, but people probably know what we're talking about. And the girl that went that missing, was, yeah, and her yeah. boyfriend came home, and he's like, "Nah, please, I don't want to talk to you." I was like, mm. "Bro, you, had, you need to." She's missing. He's like, "No, no, I don't want to." Yeah, and now he's missing. Now he's got. Now he's yeah. fucked off and gone on the run. He definitely killed her. Um, yeah. but a YouTuber uh, was someone that was just making their vlogs, or whatever, was um going through their footage, and they're like, "Oh." That's their van. Their their van is in like I went past their van without like properly noticing it, mm. but obviously I'd heard the news afterwards, and then recognized the van as if you see this van or whatever, um, and then they sh- they were able to geolocate where they shot the footage, and then the police went to that lo- location, and then like fifty feet from there they found the body. Jeez, yeah, yeah mad. That's the same park as your man as well. Keen. Oh yeah. Yeah, same park. Fucking Grand Teton in Wyoming. Jesus. Stay out of that park. Stay yeah, out of fucking hell. <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah, that is so scary. Yeah. Um but like that that whole idea of Blair Witch <laughs> I found really fucking scary. Mm. Just the idea of just you're just getting gone. Lost, <laughs> like you're just yeah. getting lost. Um have you ever been lost before? No, I don't think so. I always get lost all the time. I've a very very poor sense of direction. Just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to get lost in like the neighborhood. Like I used to, be, I used to get 
really panicky about it, you know. I don't I think just, I ever got lost in here. Reno's very easy to get lost in. Reno's a fucking labyrinth, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to like, I used to get like really scared when I didn't recognize like the like landmarks mm-hmm. around me when I was like really small, and uh, it was like it's like the worst fear you can have. Literally the worst fear. Like if I got lost in National Park, I'd probably just lay down like kill myself or something like that. I was yeah. like, this isn't gonna like that's I'm not. A, that's about <laughs> take me. Like this is just not gonna happen. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna find my way out. Like I have the worst sense of direction in the world. Like mm. it's not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah Yeah, well at this stage i just use google maps everywhere i fucking go yeah but like you don't get google maps out there like no but like like i'm not i'm not going hiking in a national park you fucking serious never (laughs) (laughs) never doing that from at least by myself anyway never doing that um but what are we talking about oh yeah fucking blair witch (laughs) yeah blair witch um yeah because even even still it is an extremely like realistic film like the sense of reality in the film yeah like they say their lines and like you're saying the lines are improv and stuff like that at least like i've heard of it yeah because i was watching mark mode talking about the third film and he was like the way that they shot the first film was that the director just gave them a map and was like here use this go into that woods and follow this map and you'll come across all these landmarks and just shoot yourselves um, shoot yourselves <laughs> yeah. to the end of it. Um, yeah. let's like shoot all the footage or whatever and just keep going and that's like the their reactions when they see stu- when they see stuff is like their genuine reaction to seeing it yeah oh yeah. it's genuine as you could yeah, have could when be, you know yeah. that you're in a film yeah yeah, yeah but the way they say the lines is so naturalistic like mm. they stumble over words and stuff like that just like as they're saying it you know and uh, their reaction to being like I don't know like tired or whatever mm. or just sort of uh, obviously they're not actually tired really you know or like hungry and stuff i feel real you know mm. just the way they say it like they're not like in a film film you'd have you know more of like a dramatic kind of structure to it you know have it build up but they're just kind of fed up and you can you can vibe it yeah through the camera and even the way that they, she's always she's filming everything and they keep pointing it out they're like why do why are you filming you know, this is like this is yeah, serious what the fuck are you filming for and yeah like that. which is like i was like you literally be like that you know yeah you would you'd be, you'd be like what are you doing because they get pissed <laughs> off at her as well it's like yeah. why the fuck stop fucking recording they have everything. a point like yeah but then they take it too far poor header i felt so bad yeah yeah oh man when he starts like is this the film you wanted to make Heather? look what you did i was like I leave was her like, alone bro like you you're you the dickhead that fucking lost the map yeah, i'm glad he died <laughs> yeah he's scumbag he scumbag deserved yeah <laughs> he deserved to get his finger or whatever the fuck was left yeah, a little bloody pulp. Oh, that was, was like his teeth. His teeth. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, that man, that was so scary. Cause he, what's his name? Josh. Josh. So and jo- Josh, Mike, and Heather. Yeah. Josh goes missing first. Well, after they're because they're they're like doing loops. Cause it's only supposed to be what, a three day shoot or something. Yeah. They obviously back back in work and stuff, and they obviously they missed that deadline, and they're there an extra few days. They're completely lost, uh, and they're all fed up. And Josh is like, Josh just being mean and stuff being pure and mean to Heather mm. and he end up, ends up going missing because they have that bit is so fucked up that's so fucked up cause, hear him. yeah because every night when they've made their camp they keep hearing like weird shit that's, outside. it gets worse every night that's the great rhythm to the film though because yeah. that night they hear weird shit and then the next day they're power over the weird shit and they're lost and it keeps getting progressively worse and worse each night like each night they hear even weirder shit and then the next day they're even more like their their situation gets worse yeah and the arguments that they have are so realistic there's like one argument they have i can't remember what what, like what like what happens in the argument but i was like i have i've literally heard people 
start to have an argument that way. Yeah, yeah. Like the way, like I remember what, like how they did it. But I've li- I've heard people have that argument. I have done that myself. Yeah, I've started so started yeah. an argument the way that it happens in the film. It, it's so realistic. Mm. Just like when you're tired and like frustrated, and then you just explode like almost straight away, basically. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when Josh goes missing. Yeah, Josh Pierce go he goes missing. Because they're doing shifts. Because all these weird things are happening that night. And it's getting worse each night. So they start to do a shift. Like a watch outside the tent. And uh, <clears throat> they wake up in the morning. Heather and Mike wake up in the morning. Josh is gone. He's pure gone. Yeah. And like Heather's freaking out. I think Mike is like... Uh, yeah, like, Mike is like, whatever. <laughs> he's like, he was kind of dead weight anyway, you know. But Mike was the Mike. Mike got them into that situation in the first place. He's the real. Yeah, he's, he's a, a real fucking villain. idiot, man. He's just he's the real villain. He's like, oh, the the map wasn't worth. You couldn't read the map anyway, so I got rid of. It's like, what are you? Are you for real? Are you, I, man? I swear, I'm not even joking when I said this. If I was in that situation, I would have murdered him straight away. Yeah, I was thinking, why don't they? Why not they like? Wasn't there a fight here or something? I'd be like, here, like if it was me and you, and we we're out with Mike. I'd be like, here, Mark, <laughs> I'm gonna murder him. I'm just gonna say that we lost him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking killing this dude. Yeah, at that point he's like a loose cannon. Like you're better off, you know. It's you not know, worth the risk. Leaving him in the creek, <laughs> you know. Like if you can't find your way out, they're not gonna find his body on the way in, you know. Mike, forget about him. Mm. But anyway, Mike survives for some reason, and then he becomes way more reasonable afterwards. Maybe he was possessed by the Blair Witch. Yeah. See, the weird, some of the weird, some of the nonsensical stuff he can just be like. It's the witch. It was the witch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the witch. But uh, yeah, Josh goes missing, and then uh, was it the next night or it's a few nights after? I think it's just Heather and Mike, and uh, they start hearing like a a groaning out in like the darkness, and like yeah. it's like it's completely pitch black, and it's just like the tent. And the screen's pretty much black until she turns on the lamp, and even then, when she turns on the lamp, it's just like a flat canvas mm. the side of the tent. And you just hear it's like well not like that that's yeah. kind of like ghostly it's he's like, like, oh, like yeah this <laughs> guy's screaming like in pain and groaning in pain yeah like, it's a pa- it's, if you heard that like that's one of those things I'd just be like I'm gonna kill myself right now like I'm not going out there I'm not going out there <laughs> man <laughs> I would, oh my god this is a completely different segue but you just reminded me about this did I ever tell you about the time where me and Isabel <laughs> Heard a guy crash a bike. Yeah, yeah, His motorbike. Yeah. Like, when we heard that guy groan, I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Is someone, like, imitating cows or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Some dude is fucked up on the ground. Some guys are just spazzing he's out. Spazzing out, like, death like, help, he didn't actually say help, but he's like, Ugh. As an actual guy. He's, he's an actual guy. He survived, though. He survived, he's grand. He? Yeah, he survived, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's grand. Sure? Yeah, he's grand, don't worry. And an hour later, <laughs> this actually show. happened to you. Yeah, yeah, this basically <laughs> happened. <laughs> so I was in Isabel's... In, in Isabel's room. Except you were like, what the fuck is that? Just like, like, so will you just shut the fuck up, man? I said like a dickhead. Didn't realize, didn't realize it was the guy that crashed his bike yeah, until... Yeah. Yeah, imagine you did. You saw him crash his bike. <laughs> shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up, man. Get up. Because <laughs> 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 we, we, we woke up because of the sound of groaning. We're like, what the fuck is that noise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's yeah. so funny. Anyway, he's okay, though. Don't worry. He's crying now, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the film, they weren't too happy about it. No, <laughs> they're like, oh, we know that guy. <laughs> That's Josh. <laughs> yeah, they weren't happy. That's obviously it's so freaky. Like, <clears throat> oh yeah, just um, just man, imagine being like in the middle of the woods and you sleep and you wake up. Well, also your your best mates have to come fucking missing as well. But and you just hear them roaring for like in pain out yeah. in the wilderness and you don't know where the fuck he is. How would you sleep? 
Like, how do they sleep at all, at all through all that? Nah, man, I said they I don't. Would, like, yeah, yeah. The characters, that, like... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, then you'd be all disoriented during the day, like... I mean, they're already lost, so yeah, <laughs> what's worse can happen? that's why they're lost, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that was so scary when all that stuff was happening. And they go, they, they sort of go out to look, but they're like, oh, fuck that. And they go back to the tent, Yeah, they're pure like, this is not worth it. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, clearly... Because they have an idea. Clearly, someone is fo- or something is following them. Is this, this is at the stage... Is has Josh been taken by the stage where like, like the kids or whatever like come up and like start shaking the fucking? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. So they're like clearly something is happening. Yeah, they're like here, they're yeah. clearly someone or something is around. Yeah, yeah. Like surely it's the witch, but it's not even that's the thing. It's not even about the witch, is it? Because that's a because the story because they go through the the folklore at the start of the film, and like the Maryland locals or whatever mm. they're talking about a guy. We lived out in the woods. She like killed children. Yeah, under the influence of the Blair Witch. Oh, was that it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I completely missed that. Yeah, so that's not even explaining. Th- I only know that because I've seen the fucking other two films. Oh, that's okay. not explained properly in the first film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or it's just like it's just like weird. If you go out and you live near the woods, weird murders and shit happens. Mm. Yeah, the woods. Stay out of the woods. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all fucked up. You know, what happens after that? They get to. Josh, Josh is like, ooh. But they eventually find the house. Yeah, they find the gaff. Oh, is that like yeah, the night, the night after he's doing mm. it again? But like he's proper yelling. Yeah. Because they're saying, because they're saying the night before when he's just going, ooh. He's like, if that was Josh, you would have said where he was. Yeah. They kept, they kept calling out, going where, like Josh, Josh, is that you? Where are you? He's just going, ooh. So uh, the next night he's actually calling out. He's yeah. like, Help! Help! Like out into the darkness. It's like, don't go. Don't do it. Don't do that, you know? And they find the gaff. The scariest thing. Ever. Like, don't go in that gaff. Man, imagine you're out in the middle of the woods and you stumble across this clearly haunted gaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you... I assume... I also assume that that's the house where the murders took yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. assume. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. they have the kids hands on the wall. Yeah, the handprints. The handprints, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Sorry, I didn't even think about the fact... That's what the end. Oh man, I've watched this fucking. I've watched the entire <laughs> franchise now. And only now do I cop that like Josh or whoever. Mike in the corner. Mike in the mm. corner is the fucking kid. Is yeah. when the kids were forced to look in the corner. I'm a fucking dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've literally cop that now. Yeah, because I remember. I remember I was so scared about the the Wikipedia plot summary and stuff like that. The different like screenshots that I'd seen. Mm. And then uh, I remember plucking up the courage to watch like the end. Like just the end clip. Like mm. I knew how it ended before I watched it today. Like, um, and I remember, like, it, it just basically Mike walks into the gaff. I don't know under the influence of the witch. Like, why would you go into that haunted, clearly haunted mm. house? And he's in the gaff. And he's like, he's like, he runs up to the attic. He's like, Josh, 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 and like the shouting coming from somewhere, disembodied shouting. And he's like, I, I think I hear him downstairs, downstairs. And like Heather's like. She's like, Mike. And she's like proper shrieking. Yeah, she's like, please fucking let's yeah, leave. let's get out of here. But they're filming the entire time. And they get down to the basement. Or Mike gets down to the basement and he drops his camera. Um, and then like the final scene where... Uh, Heather, 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 yeah, Heather walks down, follows him down. Uh, and there's kind of delay on it. And she there's, tur- there's a cool bit though where you can... The audio is coming from Mike's camera. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you can hear her like breathing... And it's just like, Josh, but it's like really faint, even though you're seeing it from her camera's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very disorienting, like. And then she turns the corner, and you just see Mike, like, staring into the corner. 
Uh, and I, I just saw the clip I saw was just her walking the stairs and he turned around and Mike's staring in the corner. I was like, what's so scary about that? Mm. <laughs> that's, not, that's not scary at all. Yeah. But like, when you, in the context of the original story, mm-hmm. it's like, like the the witch has like, somehow like, taken control of Mike or like, done something to him and she's like, w- wait in that corner while like, kill Heather. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Fucked. terrifying. Fucked up. Terrifying. It makes it way scarier. Yeah. You know? Because then, Heather drops the camera and like, that's it. That's the end of it. So so spooky. Because yeah. you never see the witch. You never you see You never ever see the witch. You never see the witch. You don't even hear her really. No. And you've like no idea mm. at all. Like there's no hint of what she could look at or anything like that. There's nothing. It's so scary. The witch knees. No, okay. <laughs> um it's Yeah, it's so, so scary. scary. And that's even like that's even taking away the whole like getting lost in the woods aspect of it, which mm. is also fucking terrifying. Yeah. Really, I don't know why the fucking info. I think when I watched the first, I found it boring. But now, because I enjoyed like everything that wasn't the witch stuff, like just I don't know, the film just hit me differently. Mm, it yeah. is really, it, it still is scary. It actually is, yeah, yeah, because it pays off. Like if you get into it, absolutely, yeah, because there's no, it can't, uh, you know, it can't really age mm. because it is what it is. It's it's a video. It's video footage. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's dated about it. Yeah, you, you, you could do it today. You could do it. You could do it on an iPhone. Yeah, you could do it today on an iPhone. It'd be shite though. And yeah. I don't know. I'm, ama- I'm amazed there hasn't been a found footage film from iPhones. I'm assuming that there has there been. There definitely has been, hasn't there? That's too obvious an idea for that not to have been a thing. Yeah. I know that there have been films shot on iPhones, yeah, like Tangerine. Tangerine yeah. But I don't know about a found footage film that is that. Remember the film they had where it was a uh, it was over Skype. <laughs> or it was over yeah. Zoom or something like that. Um, what was it called? I can't remember. Oh my god! But I basically, someone joins the call and they're unfriended? like, "Unfriended." Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Is that what the film was called? Unfriended. It sounds like it's like a, a stupid enough title. Yeah. Like I think I remember. And there's the that. host that came out last year as well. But the host had a good concept because it was three people on Zoom or on Skype during the pandemic, and they're getting haunted. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's topical. Yeah, 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 that's a cool idea. Like, at least it's topical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you're just in like a fucking Skype meeting, and someone, yeah. someone joins the call, and like, whoa, it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, this this works way better. Yeah, it can't be it, like it can't age. Mm. I watched it today, and I, like it was such a dull day today. It was literally like I was in the film because mm. I was watching it, and I was watching it like as the sun was setting. Or the sun had already, there's no sun anyway today, so like, yeah, it was just, just getting it was, it was getting darker, and like I hadn't turned the light on my room. My room was like dark, and like but I had the window like kind of cracked. It was just gray, gray sky. It was literally like I was in the forest with mm-hmm. them. I was just staring at the at the screen. I was like, like I, I I literally <laughs> felt I felt like a, a sense of impending doom mm-hmm. in my room, just watching it. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing as well. There's just such a sense of like of doom because the, the start of the film is like. This is found footage of people that have never ever been found. So you immediately know, like, oh, oh, oh they're they're folks. Like they're gonna, mm. like we're just waiting eventually for them to die. Yeah, it reveals the ending at the start of the film. That's it, it would have been amazing to watch when it first came out. Ah, oh, man. Obviously, you wouldn't have the internet where you could you could obviously this came out today. You could track down the people. Yeah. You, like just looked them up on Facebook. You'd know that they weren't actually dead. But yeah. There's no way of knowing that when you first, uh, when it was first released. And they they made them sign NDAs yeah, and stuff. Not like, to talk about it. Yeah, not to so talk about it. So clever. Unbelievably clever. Amazing marketing. Because that's the thing. There was a mad 
uh, mania and paranoia kind of about Blair Witch, which is what Blair Witch 2 is about. Or Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Ooh. Is this the same peeps? No. This is entirely different people. Um, That's... Okay, so... Blair Witch 2 is a terrible movie. I need to emphasize that fact. This is not a good movie. However, it has an ingenious idea for a film, which is that this film is about the, like, hysteria that the first film caused about people, like, is it real, is it not real, and then going and flooding the actual town because I assume that did happen. Like people flooded to the town to mm. go off into the woods and see if they could find the Blair Witch and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That definitely happened, um, and that's what Blair Witch Two is about. And it's about these people that go off into the woods to investigate the Blair Witch. Is it real? And like Blair Witch is a film within Blair Witch Two. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, they're like, oh, it's just a movie. Like it's not real. And some people, the other people are like, oh, well, I mean, the Blair Witch is a natural thing. So <laughs> let's find. Let's see if it's real or not. Um. It's not a found footage film. Well, understandable. Yeah. Uh, well, parts of it, parts of it are found, like the ending is found footage, mm. kind of. Like I'll get onto the ending in a bit. Um, but okay, so reasons why this film is bad. Um, acting horrendous. Acting is so bad. Is there anyone we know in it now? No, 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 I don't. I didn't recognize anyone. Um, second problem, which it ties into the larger problem of the entire film is the post-production of the film. When the film was finished, the studio took it and were like, okay, we're gonna, we want this changed. So they re-edited it and moved around bits of the story and added in like these bits where like the some of the characters are being interviewed by police being like, we know you did it, you son of a bitch. And then you're just like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah, and yeah. it's just like inserted into random moments of the film and then there's flashbacks and flash forwards and fucking things that are like, Going, like some things are real and some things aren't real like oh, it's just a hodgepodge yeah. of all these things that you're not sure like what's going on now for me I was watching I was like I don't know what's going on but maybe that's kind of the point because maybe the point is like the mass hysteria and the paranoia and the like imagining things that aren't actually real what's that it's a psychosis kind of thing like a a group psychosis. What's the word I'm looking for? Mass, mass psychosis. Yeah, like mass. Yeah, mass. Or mass hysteria. It's yeah. mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The mass hysteria <laughs> of that's going on. Um, the music was changed. Um, they basically made it into a 90 minute Marilyn Manson music video. Ah, I remember you talking about this. It yeah. is the most <laughs> 90s MTV shit you have ever fucking seen. Um, it's cringe. It's mad cringe. Is it like scary? No. no, except the ending. Like I, I really do think that the ending of Blair Witch Two is very, very good because basically, like the characters keep seeing things, and you're like, you don't know what's real and what isn't real, and like, basically, these guys, like, it's about like f- six people, five, six people go off into the woods and they stay overnight in, in the in the found or like in the in the house. That we see in Blair Witch One, except like it's just um like the foundation of the house. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a massive tree like grown there. And one of the guys is like, "Hold on a second, like how the fuck is there a house here, but there's a massive tree? Mm. Like that doesn't make any sense." And people are like, "Ah, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, man. Whatever you say, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah." Because he's meant to be like the tour guide. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh yeah, sure, man. Whatever you say. Anyway, they stay, they stay the night there. And then they wake up the next day and, like, all their, like, 
camera footage has been moved into like into like underground, which is where like Heather's um footage was found. I can't. Mm, no, sorry. I'm sorry. So is the is the Blair Witch original? Is it real in this? Yes, the oh, Blair Witch okay. film is a film within this film. But it's it's real. But the Blair Witch is also real. But like, is the film? Oh, that's the thing because they're like mm. they're like you. They don't know if it's real or they not. They don't know if it's real yeah, or not. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. They just know that it was released in yeah. the cinemas, but they don't know if it's real or not. Oh, okay. That is, that's a cool premise. So, yeah, it's basically like the reaction that people had to the Blair Witch. is like, mm. I don't know if this is real or not. So they stayed the night there, and then there are like papers and like books and shit and ripped apart. Everything's gone missing, basically. And they're trying to stitch together what happened the night before. Um, and all this mad shit happens basically like fucking they re- they they're watching like footage that they have and they see that one of the women that's there is like was walking around the tree naked and she's like a wiccan and like oh she's nah. clearly the fucking witch um and then she's she ends up being she turns out to be dead later on in the film it's I'm, it's hard to describe the plot in this film because the plot is literally all over the place yeah, yeah um but at the end of the film basically one of the characters um, they're like, no, you're the witch. These three characters turn around and are like, you're the witch. You're the one that caused this shit to happen because they realized that when they eventually stitched together what happened, they all had this massive orgy and went off and murdered these people um, and put them around in a pentagram and then they came back and they just had like a blood fucking ritual and stuff like that. Um, and they're like, you're the witch. You're the one that caused this. And they murdered and they fucking hang her and they, tri- or, yeah, they hang her and toss her or whatever anyway then when they're when they're captured by the cops and the cops are looking through the footage they're like uh no man we didn't do it she was a witch or whatever they're like she did this herself and like really are you sure and they show we watched then the footage that they've been recording when she supposedly killed herself and she's like it's the complete opposite where they're like you're the witch and she's like no she's begging them to please not kill her yeah, yeah. and then they're like no no you're the witch you're the witch and like one of them is the husband of her and he's yeah. like come on honey i'm gonna fucking kill you and she's like please eric stop and she's like she's begging them to stop yeah and it's like oh that is so fucked up <laughs> that is grim yeah because it works that way because when we're in because it's not shot found footage and that would only that only works if you shoot it like a, like a film and then when we see the found footage, we see the reality and the truth of what actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an interesting kind of, you know, turnaround or mm. whatever, you know. So there's like really, and the idea of exploring the mass hysteria <laughs> that the first film caused is also really interesting. Like there's really good ideas in the film. Yeah. I think that's actually touched on in the uh, in the original, isn't it? I remember when, when uh, is it Josh is getting all, he's getting all weird. Like he's kind of losing hope. Yeah. And he's like, ta- he's a uh, he's he's taking the camera off Heather, and he's filming it, or he's just filming random stuff. And he's like, oh, I, I understand why why you why we love the camera so much. Mm. Like it's it's almost not reality. Yes, you know, like it's like a filter on reality. Yeah, um, like it's like it's a way to sort of distance yourself from yeah, what's 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 actually happening or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I do remember that as well. Mm, I was like, yeah, nice, because that is definitely something in Blair Witch too. Mm. The problem is, is that was completely fucking butchered by everything else in the post-production like yeah i feel yeah. like i don't even think that the original film would have been good like if there was ever a director's cut of the film it wouldn't even be that good of a film because there's all this weird shit in the film as well about like goths being like 
like wow, what the fuck does he? One of the characters like we're we're a pre, we're a persecuted minority or something like that. The gods like, were the persecuted oh. minority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. As like uh, the real racism against is against gods in yeah, this world. There's a, there's a there's a few bits like that that are like. What do you think they, they got? They got genocide. They're gone. You know. Yeah. They, <laughs> all know, those, they're only just coming all back. Those bankies. <laughs> yeah. All the bankies. They, they, their 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 cultural heritage was destroyed. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. That's a genocide. They turned into skaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were assimilated. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, that, the, the way that it looks at, you know, the hysteria of the first film and the idea of, like, f- like the fiction, weird uh, metafiction of the first film, stuff like that, is super interesting and cool, but the film overall is shit. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's, such a, it's such a disappointment. Ah. Uh, shame because it could have been it could have been really interesting if it was decent yeah besides everything else it's just a studio is it yeah Yeah, what's the third one like the third one so this this is the Blair Witch the Blair Witch recent very recent yes 2016 17 Mm, yeah it's the guy uh, what's his name uh, Winberg or something isn't it yeah Adam Wingard yes Wingard Wingard. he did loads he's done loads of great stuff Mm. Uh, you're next and all didn't he I'm pretty sure he did Godzilla and King Kong yeah he really sold out but yeah. he did loads of great stuff before that didn't he <laughs> this is this is like there again it's like half and half there are really good ideas in this film mm. really really cool ideas Um, has proper so this is the third film has proper reasons for the cameras always being on for one and that is that they're wearing headpieces on their heads. Ah, they got GoPros. Like, they got GoPros, basically. Yeah. Just little small GoPros that are on their ears that are just is recording everything. Mm. And it's GPS, which is one of the reasons why they're always... Which is the reason why they're always wearing them. Yeah, yeah. They got drones, so they can fly. There's loads of camera shots in the sky and stuff like that. There's more people around. Um, the basis of this story is that the main character, boy, Eric, let's call him Eric, he... Um, He's he's yeah Chad (laughs) he's Heather's brother. Okay, and he wants to go off and he wants to find Heather. So so the original one is real in this. Yes, again, Um, or at least yes, the original film is real. Actually, what happens is is that he's he's always looking for Heather, and he finds this footage of like this of someone like running through a house, and then like flashes up to a a mirror one second and pops back down, Uh. and he's like, "That's Heather." He's like, "That's that's Heather." I can you can see Heather. I don't I don't know if she's alive. Or dead, but that is Heather, and we need to go here. We need to find out what happened to her. So they fuck off to Blair Witch County, and uh, Blair Witch County. They get lost in the woods, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have two. They have the, these two people that are from the local town, and that's where you get more of more um, more context, like more context and more like more lore to what's yeah. going on and stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, but there's a bit where like they're they're going through a river, and one of the women like fucking steps on a rock or something and it punctures her shoe she gets a cut in her foot and uh, there's body horror in this film as well and stuff like that which you don't expect from a yeah from a ghost film, film yeah. yeah because the reason why people keep going missing in uh, in the woods whatever the fucking name of the woods is is because the Blair Witch isn't giving people psychosis or anything like that she um, she basically warps like time and space yeah, yeah. And people experience time and space differently. So there's a bit where like they're all together and one of the guys fucks off and he gets lost for like a few hours to them and then he comes back. And the two of them fuck off and they come back. 
and they're like two weeks have passed for us and they're all fucked up and you're just like oh they're and like they they when walk fresh and they're fresh because it's because we're from the perspective of the other people with their cameras ah, yeah, and very little time has passed for us but when he comes back two weeks have passed and he's all fucked up and he's like we've been out here for weeks how long has it been for you and they're like it's only like two hours <laughs> they're just like i hate that yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> and uh, that's another reason why they keep, they can't get their way out is because every time that they walk out into space, they just loop back around to the same spot again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a cool kind of explanation. Yeah. It's kind of like um, picnic and hanging rock from what you described that film as. Yeah, yeah, that'd it's be very interesting. A yeah. similar kind of idea where like time and space is like being fucked and warped around with. But they don't know why, and they don't know why. Yeah, that's, the Blair, it, that's what the Blair Witch does. Is there like a is it like really explained though? No, it's well like, the it's most left. the most that you get is like the guy coming out and like he's like two weeks have passed for me, uh, and you realize that like when someone goes missing, they're like you don't know how long they're gonna be from their perspective. You don't know how long they're gonna be gone for. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is pretty cool. Time dilation. Yeah, time dilation. <laughs> like it's it's really interesting, mm. um, and even like a found footage film like that is such a cool idea because it's like we're watching it from their perspective the entire time, but it's not. But it's not how they perceive it. It's yeah. not how they, and even like when when one character goes away, you're just like, how long has he been actually gone for? Mm. For like compared to the other the other people, because sometimes like one character goes off, and they're like, where the fuck is like they're freaking out. They're like, where the fuck is he? But for him, he's just like, da, 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 da. yeah, he's going for a piss. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the crack? <laughs> so the body horror comes into play with the girl's caught on her foot because time is moving in a weird. Yeah, stage yeah. so her foot is like moving and shit like that like it like jumps out and stuff like that it's like gross like the quarter well, like, foot like it's like the vet like the cut is like getting worse yeah the cut is getting worse and like moving and shit on, on her foot and they're yeah. like that looks bad <laughs> and she can't walk and stuff like that mm. it's uh it's gross that sounds cool then they get to the house eventually they get to the house and um this is kind of where the film goes down, down. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit because um, one of the characters refuses to go into the house. She's like, I'm not fucking going in there. And I, was like, I can't remember how many characters there are left at this stage. But one of them has gone in. The main fella has gone into the house. She's like, this is where Heather is. And one of the other fellas, who's been gone for a few weeks, and he's like kind of losing it now. He's like, oh no, the player which wants us to kill people to to fix it. Sorry, that just reminds me of one thing. There's a really cool, cool bit where, you know the big voodoo, doll, voodoo dolls? That they come across in the first film. Yeah, yeah. Like hanging from the trees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But one of the girls like picks one up and she's like, this has got my hair in it. And one of the characters, this is at the stage where the character, the characters that we follow haven't been missing for that long, but mm. the two other people have been gone for weeks. And she's like, she has my hair. And they're like, they're like, something bad is really happening. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. the other character's like, here, what the fuck? This is, you're doing this. Like you're after causing all this stuff. You're trying to set us up. Because it's the two, sorry, it's the two local people that have fucked off. Ah, and uh, yeah, yeah. so like you're you're just fucking with this like you're causing this so she snatches the voodoo out of her hand and you're almost like oh no it's got my hair in it and she just snaps it in half and the girl fucking folds in half and like her fucking knees are up at her shoulders Whoa. and her neck is all bent back and all the characters are like oh shit <laughs> and they realize like oh my god no this isn't this is real yeah. this is real jeez uh, is it is it like is that fully shown? Yeah, basically. Well, does it, does it look good? It does well because she drops so quickly to the ground. You don't see it. That like they look down and she's like you don't see 
Mm. It's slowly happening to her. Like she's there and then she drops to the ground. They look down and obviously that's where the cut is. And there's this mangled body on the ground. Oh, God. Um, so great body horror in the film again. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, back to the house. So your one is refusing to go into the house and you hear this noise. <laughs> Understandably, yeah. And she turns around and the Blair Witch is there. Like you you see the Blair Witch. This is where I get off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. What does she look like? Um, she's really tall and no. she's like, she's not like a woman. She's like a monster. She's like a noodle monster. Like Slenderman. Like Slenderman. Slenderman. Like. A little bit like Slenderman, that's but so naked weird. and like crawls. Yeah. That's like, that's not a witch, is it? So she sees that. She's like, fuck that. And legs it into the yeah. house. <laughs> she's like, fuck. <laughs> she's like, I'm not fucking staying here. Yeah. And uh, she gets chased around by the Blair Witch and stuff like that. Oh, um, that's grim. And there's like a whole chase sequence. And it's a cool bit because the whole time dilation thing is still going on, obviously. And then we we see at, at one stage the footage that we've seen at the start of the film because it's actually the girl, like one his his like girlfriend or whatever, who's running up the stairs and darts at the camera or darts the camera at the mirror. And it's, what he thought was his sister is actually his, his girlfriend. <laughs> oh. Because she's all fucked up because like time has gone by or whatever. So he just like... Oh, that's, she's aged. She hasn't aged, but she's like dirty and like oh, right. mangled and stuff like that. Yeah. So she like flashes... We see the footage again. Yeah, And yeah. so we realize that that's... Well, how does that come back? See, that's the, thing. This is the weird time thing that's going on. Oh, the footage right. that he has seen that brought him to the Blair Witch is actually stuff that happens at the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so it's, weird. Again, cool ideas in the film. Yeah, yeah. But you see the Blair Witch uh, fully, and there's also this whole moment. thing where it's just like, if you don't look at the Blair Witch, she can't attack you. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know what the fuck. She that. can't attack you. So there's a bit where, like, one of the characters is, like, walking uh, backwards with, like, her camera facing her, and she's looking at herself, like, from the flip or whatever. Yeah. And um, the Blair Witch makes a noise as one of the other characters, and she turns, and then it just, poof, and film, end, done. Because she looked at it? Because she looked at the Blair Witch. Well, if she sees it in the camera. If she sees it in the camera, it doesn't matter. That's stupid. Yeah, if you look directly at the Blair Witch, you're fucked. So but like, that's why I was like, why are you walking backwards? Why are you not just looking through your fucking camera then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But obviously, that doesn't count because... Why, well, that would, yeah, that would t- that, that would be a cool way of tying it back into the... Mm-hmm. That'd be a great excuse to like have... Oh, we need to, to watch... We need to watch through the, through the cameras or else she'll get us. Mm-hmm. But like, even then, it's stupid to tie it into like a physical kind of thing. Like, she... Like, someone's folded over. Someone's been folded in half by yeah. voodoo. Like, she, they didn't see the Blair Witch, you know? Mm. That's not the whole... It's a ghost. Yeah. Missing the point. Well, I like the I like the uh, spirit of it. Is yeah. it. Is it on Netflix? No, I watched it on Rakuten. <sighs> but, like, yeah... I would have watched that. It is, it is decent. Like, mm. it is decent. There's, like... It's not a perfect movie. It's not as good as the first film. It is, it's a lot better than the, sec- than the second film. Mm. Like this just again cool ideas the time dilation the body horror the time dilation <laughs> yeah the time stuff the that time is, stuff that is, is cool. really cool that is really cool because it's like go like you know what I don't know your your thing from the the first one mm-hmm. like the getting lost in the woods like that's just like adding a cool dimension yeah to, you know to like like actual like how time changes you know your perception or like how your perception changes with time and stuff like mm-hmm. that you know that's that's a pretty yeah when you when there's no you know when you when you got no phones no clocks man how do you know what time it is yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that is, it's it's something that you could revisit really 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 cool mm-hmm. you know that's not a word but you but know. fucks it by making you see the blair witch 
Yeah, it's, uh, clearly that's like a producer. He's like, there's not enough uh, monster in this. You yeah. know? Where's the Blair Witch? It's called the Blair Witch. Obviously, never seen the first film. You yeah, know? she's pure a monster as well. Like, she's not... Stupid. Like, she's like, and like chasing after him and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's not good. <laughs> that stuff is bad. Asher, sure look. It's also riddled with jump scares. Jump scares? I... Uh, but like scares fake jump scares, like someone like, bad. hey! <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. Like, they're kind of funny though. Yeah, but not when they keep happening. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh no, maybe I will. If it comes if that goes on to Netflix, I'll have a look. It's yeah, one hundred percent. Adam Wingard is an interesting director. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, you're next. We have to watch what your next one of the weeks. Yeah, we do. I haven't watched that film in years. A lot of subversion mm. going on. We can do that for our Halloween. Our Halloween, Halloween that's, that's only three weeks away or something. Yeah. We have to record that. <clears throat> Can't wait. Halloween again, man. jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we go for a break. Let's go. And now for our recommended film of the two weeks, Southland Tales by Richard Kelly. We kept referring to him as David Kelly. His name is actually Richard Kelly. Oh, did we actually? Yeah. Oh, shit. But David Kelly is someone, though. Ah, he's someone, you know. Yeah, his name is Richard Dick Kelly. Uh, yeah, Southland Tales. Uh, this is a, a brief synopsis. With the, United Sta- <clears throat> With the United States under the threat of nuclear attack, the lives of several people converge in a dystopian Los Angeles. Movie star Boxer Santeros plans his next film with the help of ambitious porn actress Krista Now and troubled policeman Roland Taverner. Meanwhile, Marxist revolutionaries, greedy corporations and secretive government agencies pursue their separate agendas among a paranoid populace. As you can tell, there's a lot going on in here. By Jesus is there. There's a serious amount happening. Which is part of the problem of the film. That's a huge problem, yeah. Yeah. This is a very... Uh, very ambitious film. Very divisive film. Yes. Very divisive. Has 40% as, as we speak on Rotten Tomatoes. Hated when it first came out. Hated, yes. Ruined it, Richard Kelly's career. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy that did Donnie Darko, you know? Donnie mm. Darko. Uh, so that was big, you know? That was huge back in the day. Uh, he even started a production company, I think, afterwards. Like, it was that big. Mm. Uh, just off the back of the success of Donnie Darko. And this was his follow-up. Um, five years later... Mm. I think I don't think he did anything in between no he didn't and since then he's made one film I'm pretty sure The Box The Box yeah well, yeah I think I've seen that before uh, it was pretty good I've never seen it uh, wait let me check if that's the right one the Cameron Diaz one that film also bombed <laughs> oh no yeah I did see it it's, mm. it's pretty good yeah it's alright yeah okay <laughs> but it's, not, it's it's nothing like Settle and Tales obviously because Settle and Tales is about, about 10 films in one mm. which is kind of the problem but it also makes it good you know makes it Great. There's something there for everybody. Yeah. For everyone. I, I, like, okay. We're at different ends here because I've seen this film now twice. Yeah, yeah. Which helps a lot to understand what is going on in this film. (laughs) Yeah, because I was kind of drifting in and out because I didn't understand what was, what exactly was happening or why it was happening because there's a lot of material and like sort of, like as as the synopsis says, converging characters, converging stories, and like they all have their own like little universes going on, um, and they converge. But then it's like a lot of cross wires. I think you need to watch it twice. Yes, a I few think, times. I think you do. Yeah, <clears throat> and there's multiple cuts as well. You know, a lot of extra material is in there. Um, yeah, there's the can cut and the theatrical cut, and the can cut is longer, but is regarded as the worst cut of the film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was regarded for a while as one of the worst films ever made. Yeah. 
which is kind of a common theme for our recommended films. Which is a lot of bullshit. Like, even if... No, yeah, it has a lot of redeemable qualities. Like, even like, if you don't understand what's going on, like, that's a lot of bullshit because there's still, like, a bunch of ideas in the film that are very clear and are really fucking interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the first first 90 minutes, at least, are very... It's very, like... Like, it feels like Idiocracy, mm. which I watched recently. Uh, that was in 2006 as well. But Idiocracy is a very straightforward film. Very, very basic comedy like Judd mm. Apatow kind of thing just like a basic Hollywood comedy film uh, which has like a kind of like underlying you know subtext or whatever just barely there but then the, this is this has that as well but like there's obviously a lot more a lot more gears turning underneath and has like multiple layers and stories on top of each other mm-hmm. um, so if, even for that alone it's, it's completely redeemable as a film like, yes. it is very very uh, bur- like I don't know uh it's cumbersome. But the first like thirty minutes of this film is basically exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's, it's, ex- it's like it's, lashing out like what is going on in the world, but it's and it's fun. a lot to take in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's exposition in the same way like a like a post of like fucking Hunger Games is like first half an hour is exposition because mm. it's like a dystopian film, and you have to figure out what's happened. You know why? Why is the world like this? It's also part of the problem as well is that this is like Southland Tales is um, a multimedia story and it's a graphic novel and for some reason the film is parts four five and six of the graphic novel yeah it pulled a star wars yeah yeah it was like because it, it was a um, it does that what half an hour in it goes part five and i was like part five yeah it's not just started <laughs> I was like what i've completely missed half the film or something but the first the first three parts are in the form of graphic novels, yeah. Which they, which uh, Richard Kelly wrote while he was filming the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a multimedia experience. But obviously, no one read the, the graphic novels because oh, yeah. no one watched the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of fell flat in its face. But I'd be very interested to read the graphic novels because there's obviously a lot of backstory mm. um, about different things. You know, when you first come into it. As far as I know, the graphic novel like is all about the stuff in Fallujah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, what's his name? Ronald Taverner. Ta- yeah. Taverner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense because because mm. they're always referring to things that like you feel like you should know. Yeah, there's clearly a backstory here, but I'm not sure what it is. You know, mm. and you just kind of have to infer whatever it is because it, it's it you can infer it, but it's pretty would better to have a backstory. Like it's so ambitious, it's ridiculous. It is. It's an it's an incredibly ambitious. It's insane. Film. Like, yeah, I don't even. Okay, it was, I guess we'll just start off the bat. Um, straight away I took a note cool use of film footage at the start of the film the very start of the film is film footage of like people having a birthday party and then they look up and there's a nuclear explosion out like mm. in out in the distance or whatever and uh, I like the way that it, it like immediately shows you the human cost of like a nuclear attack happening on America yeah yeah they're fucked yeah they're fucked you know and then it goes into the you know social cost mm. Or like the reactions to it, the political, the political costs. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because this is all. I think the backstory to the production, or like the the way it was like written, he wrote a version of it before nine eleven, where it was just about, um, I think, um, what's his name, boxer Santero, boxer Santero, Krista, and two cops, mm. and then nine eleven happened and things changed. I think Donnie Darko was released on the same day as a. Uh, or Donny Darko dropped on the same day as the Patriot Act, which was oh really? So it's like that's like you know a defining moment in American yeah. history, a modern American history. Um, 
so things really changed and uh, and suddenly your man Richard Kelly's like in a position to make a film about you know things that are happening history as it happens pretty mm-hmm. much I, I think this is like the the form that the film takes like as it currently is uh, relative to what it used to be what it, like the original idea is like a uh, reflective of the way things have changed like in real time yeah you know like the Patriot Act like the surveillance state and like sort of the uh, the commingling of celebrity and like uh, politics and mm-hmm. consumerism there's like so many different ideas going on you know yeah it's insane like the first like the first proper note that I took and I didn't even think about this the first time I watched it was like this is a post 9-11 film height of the Bush era imagining what a post nuclear attack America would look like like it's using the uh, like what America looked like after 9-11 and like the paranoia and the political like grab for power and then just heightening that to like well what happened if a nuke dropped like what would we look like then like what would like if there was a nuclear attack in America what would the Patriot Act look like then it'd be off the wall it'd be off the wall it'd be off the wall all signs to point to point to some crazy dystopian surveillance state you know even more dystopian than whatever exists Mm. right now you know like all the prison program and stuff like that but um, like even have the there's like a newsreel that plays I think mm. at the start they're just going basically sort of bombing you with information. Too, it's too much information in too short amount of time. Yeah, it would've been better maybe it was like it was like a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. It is a recurring th- thing throughout the film, but there's a lot sort of packed into the first uh, like ten twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah, but they're talking about how there's a it's basically a World War Three scenario, and uh, there was a, a nuke dropped on tech on Texas in two thousand five. And since then, there's like a protracted war, a world war versus the axis of evil, pretty much. Yeah, this uh, thing, the film takes place in 2008. Yeah, yeah. So like the, the near future at the time. And it's uh, there versus North Korea, Iraq, um, Iran. And they threw in Syria as well, which mm. is kind of because like this film's known for like predicting things that actually did happen. Syria weren't like the Americans were fine with Syria in 2006. But, you know, this film knew it's like Syria, Middle Eastern country. You know, full of brown people, they're going to be at war yeah. at some point, you know. This is going to happen in the future. Yeah. And it happened. It did happen, it you know. Did. <laughs> <laughs> it eventually happened. And uh, they don't go into, like, why or, like, how these countries got hold of a nuclear weapon. They just do have them. They just do have it. And it's just the effects, like, the fallout. And, like, I don't know, like, the mass psychological fallout. There's also, like, time travel and stuff. Like... I kind of, I kind of lost. There's so much I, going on. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what happened with the time travel. I was watching a few videos and sort of cleared it up, but um, it's basically your man Boxer Santeros, played by The Rock, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson. He's Very good. Fucking amazing in it. He's so good. He, he yeah. does this thing, but he's scared in the film. Where he puts his hands together, kind of like Mr. Like Mr. Burns, and like twiddles them and like looks side to side with a scared face. And I love it. I love it. I want that tattooed onto my face. Yeah, wh- why does he do that? I don't know. Does he do that in wrestling or anything? I think, I genuinely think, okay, this is like immediately getting the spoilers now to the end of the film. I, I think it's the it's the two halves of himself. Like the hands is like the two halves of himself. It's only one hand. Like It's only one hand, but it's, 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 like it's touching off like a, yeah. two hands yeah, touching yeah. together and himself like like wondering like what's going on because he is himself 69 minutes into the, that's the thing about that's this film great. as well 69 is a big thing in the this film. film is like the most bimbo himbo stupid dumb film ever like the characters in this film like uh, 
what's your name? Crystal now? Crystal now, yeah. Crystal now and Boxes and Tarot are a bimbo and a himbo that like just tried to save the world, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, she's a porn actress. And he is a he's just a celebrity. He's just a he's just an actor. Yeah, he's just with an political actor. ties. Yeah, well, he's married to the daughter of uh, a governor or something. That's like going that. for president. Yeah, yeah, Frost. Yeah, and but the whole thing is the the, the neo Marxist underground revolutionary movement, which has Amy Poehler in it mm-hmm. and uh, Wood Harrison, his name is. Uh, but they're planning to uh, uh, stage a false flag operation. Which will destroy the Republican Party, yeah, and so ensure a Democratic majority or yeah. something like that. Because they're like, yeah, because it's now a rush to for California, because California is now a swing state. Where it's like it's either California votes Republican for the first time in like fifty years, whatever it was, thus securing the Republican Party as as with the majority, or it will stay Democrat, and it's like a fight for that. Like that's what they're all aiming for. And Boxes Centero is key to that because. I'm assuming he just has major like sway, like he's a big he's a big public figure, and he's married into the whatever, um, so that's that's why he's important. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna get him and stage, um, a cop shooting someone. Yeah. yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna because he's making a film and he's like, <laughs> he's gonna record. He's he's going on on duty with a cop, and then the cop will be like, oh, let's go off and you know, look at this house, disturbance, whatever, and then the cop is going to fake shoot these people and The Rock will capture that footage and then they can use that footage to, like, this is what the Republicans have done to America. Even, yeah. like, not even Boxer Santero is safe from the racism of America. Vote Democrats, because that will work. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have worked, you know? But it all goes terribly wrong. Like, I'm not sure why it goes wrong. Because they get interrupted by a guy. They get interrupted by, by an actual racist <laughs> cop. Yeah, and he actually kills them. And he actually kills them. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. Um, and then there's like multiple conspiracies layered on top of them. This is... So one thing I wanted to say is when I first watched this, I was like, this is just a pinched novel. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that as well. It's like, this literally feels like... A, yeah, like whatever fucking... Um, what's, what's that fucking called? Crying Law 49. Yeah, Crying, yeah it's yeah. just like characters drifting in and out. Like, it's just really like neurotic and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it literally it feels like that, you know? But okay, th- oh, there is so much. Okay, right. So, the main characters: boxer, Ronald, and Crystal. Now, but there's also Justin Timberlake, who's also in the film. Yeah, who plays Abilene. The, na- the Abilene, the narrator, basically like the godlike figure in the film. And there's all this repetition of like Revelations thirty-two says, and like, he like recites like re- the, the, the religion is a key thing in the film, even to the point where like. Boxer Santero has Jesus tattooed onto his back. Yeah, yeah, and that's a big thing as well. Like he's gonna be like a, he's gonna be a Christ-like figure that sacrifices yeah. himself to like save everyone. Mm-hmm. And like all that stuff is really on the nose. And I thought it was really stupid the first time around. Watching it a second time, I think it's genius. I think it's such a fucking clever idea because this is a film about America, like about what the future of America could potentially look like. In some ways. What it do, what it is because this film basically predicted things that turned out to be like what what America is with Trump as his pre- as as its president, <coughs> and so having the film being super religious like makes it like a great American film mm. if you know what I mean because America is super religious. Yeah. Absolutely. So just having these overtones of religion in the film that like 
do tie into like what's going on but like it being a religious film as well it's like yeah because america is super religious so if you're making a film about america it kind of has to be religious as well yeah yeah even yeah even at the time yeah there's a man uh taverner he was in there's a big subplot about fallujah obviously mm-hmm. and whatever happened there and that's the iraq war which took place in the same timeline and fallujah was something that happened in real <coughs> life as well like, like yeah the battle of fallujah yeah. yeah like that was the whole thing but like even the Iraq war itself, like George Bush termed the Iraq war a holy war. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's like he went out there, like someone wrote that for him, like a speechwriter <clears throat> thought it'd be a good idea to frame the Iraq war in religious terms mm. as if that would sell it. Like, and it did sell it. It sold it very well for the Americans, like yeah. for, for a period anyway, um, which is just, you know, unthinkable. Even now, like you, I don't think you get away with that now, you know, no. that's like pure, that's just straight up fascist kind of a, uh, terminology but that's what you're dealing with back then like <coughs> that was the kind of uh, vernacular you had to trade in yeah if you're going to like talk about that time as things as they happened uh, and it, it is cool it's very not that it's very unsubtle but that's like the whole style of the film mm-hmm. like at the end you had the rock or uh, Dwayne Johnson like like levitates and uh, does the t-pose and like <laughs> Jesus yeah like bleeds uh, onto his back yeah bleeds out of his back but like it's so on the nose that it's like clearly not it's not like they're trying to be deep. It's just like that's part of the style. Like yeah. that's that's the aesthetic. It's of the, the film. himbo bimbo aesthetic of the film. Yeah, exactly. So blunt with some things, but like beautiful at the same time. Like there's so mm. much like a lot of uh, a lot of heart. Even the way so much heart. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, she's very very good in this. She's great. She's Crystal now, and she's the the porn actress. And uh, you'd think she'd be like a throwaway kind of or like just like the bimbo she's just kind of there but like she's very much uh you know involved teenage horniness is not a crime (laughs) yeah yeah she's doing all these like frivolous things and like she's so like she's like just so like simple as a character but like she's not at all no she's very very involved and uh like her whole kind of persona is a commentary on on consumerism like and like uh uh, consumerism and identity and sexuality and sexuality and yeah and how that all ties into like the sort of wider she, complex she has a fucking amazing line at one stage where she's like describing like, it's at the very start of the film as well and she's like we're a bisexual nation that was uh, brainwashed by a bunch of people that came over on a boat and just decided that sex wasn't okay yeah, she just says that for like, out of nowhere. Like they, 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 the, 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 the pilgrims came over and destroyed the uh, the Native Americans' like orgy of love, basically, what she said. Mm. Um, and then that ties into the end of the film as well. But I, there's like, I, I like this. There's one scene where, like, and she says, it, she's like, I don't, she's like, I did porn. I don't do porn anymore. I'm trying to expand out. I'm trying to have other she projects. She drinks. And that, like, just movies. It was like, nah, but yeah, but you're just a porn actress, like fucking Deep Throat Two, whatever the fuck your film was, whatever. Yeah, Deep Throat Two. Yeah. There's like, oh, <laughs> you're just like, oh, you're just a porn actor. That's all you can ever be. And she gets like slut chained basically by Boxer. Sent- Boxer Santero is in a relationship with her because he has amnesia. There's so much going on in the film. But yeah, <laughs> he has amnesia. It's so hard to describe. He has amnesia at the start of the film, and he's in a relationship with her, and they have like a sex tape, which is going to be used as well to get money out of the Republican Party. But anyway. And then he eventually comes into contact with his ex-wife, or his wife, I should say, um, and Crystal now is there, and she starts, like, slut-shaming her, being like, you're just a fucking whore or whatever, and he's like, hey, stop that, she's not just, she's not just a porn actor, she's, she's has her own uh, talk show, she's making energy drinks, she's expanding out, she's yeah. a thinker, and it's like, he's, like, sticking up for her, because it's like, no, she's, she's not just, like, don't, don't, uh, 
Don't he, put her in a box. Yeah, she's like it's uh, this film is like sex worker positive like that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's also like a lot of other things, you know. Yeah, it's just it's going everywhere. It's yeah. going in all directions at once. <laughs> well, we talked about this for twenty minutes. We didn't even mention the fact that he had fucking amnesia until he now. has amnesia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has amnesia because he he's missing at the start of the film. He's missing, isn't mm-hmm. he? And they don't know where he is, but he turns up in the desert, and he's been put there. For some reason. Yeah. And basically, there's a whole thing with time travel in the film. Uh, and also, there's a... Uh, like, to sort of fund... Basically, I, after the after the nuke drop, they passed, like a, like, a super Patriot Act. Like, it was... is the Patriot Act in real life was extended indefinitely in the film, which actually happened in real life. It's still going on. It's still active mm-hmm. today and all. It's a very, you know, prescient kind of, kind of uh, prediction there. Uh, and in the film, like, to sort of... Uh, to power the war machine, the American war machine abroad... Uh, they got these German guys in, as always, you know, efficient, you know, psychopathic, mm-hmm. evil, always <laughs> on the wrong side. Uh, Baron von Westphalen, he's your man from Princess Bride, and uh, he's in it. He's like a. They've developed like a, a system of uh, of energy extraction where it's called fluid karma, where mm-hmm. they like extract it from the air or something like that. They're recreating like perpetual motion. Yeah, it's it's a perpetual motion machine which harnesses the power of the tides and the waves. And they're talking about oh, it's like every great moment in human history was defined, or like even like the the patterns of like of like hibernation and like migration and like feeding habits were all all defined by the tides and like the the Mm -hmm. waves. And uh, it's kind of like a like a mythic kind of aspect to it. And so they have this like limitless energy source, fluid karma. Which can transmit to like to tanks and to like uh, air fighters in the Middle East uh, over the airwaves. They never have to be re- refueled. Yeah, they can just be constantly electricity. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. But the thing is, obviously, this is a, there's always a cost, you know. And the cost is that the uh, the transmission, like the invisible transmission over the airwaves, it's kind of like Wi-Fi or something, yeah. you know, or five G. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty much five G. Yeah, and, this uh, is eight G. <laughs> yeah, this, this is eight G. This is completely unpredictable. And so basically, the five G waves. Uh, are disrupting the space-time continuum. It's co- slowing down the Earth's access. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, and the, the Earth's like spin. Yeah, yeah, and the way, the, yeah, the way it's harnessing the waves is slowing down the rotation of the Earth by like 0.69 seconds every like day or something mm-hmm. like that. Like zero 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 six seconds. Yeah. Per day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that fucks up people's brains. So like, it's causing a rip in the space-time continuum, which is. Uh, which is like embodied by uh, time, so it's the fourth dimension, which is time. And there's a rip film. in the fourth dimension, basically. There's a rip in the fourth dimension, which is taking place somewhere in the desert. Yeah, and uh, that's the <laughs> this film is ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is actually untenable. Like this is just. I heard of this guy. Like this guy. How much does cost? I have no idea. How, how, did, how did he pitch this? this? How did he pitch this? <laughs> how did he pitch this to a room of producers or to funders? Does the the, spa- the rip in space time continuum? They send the rock over to do because your man um, Boxer Santeros, he's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're gonna make him a martyr. They're gonna make him a martyr. And they have Ronald Tavener there as with with them as well, which mm. we find out at the end of the film. Yeah. Just because he's a ex soldier that's got PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's tied to the, the to the Iraq War. He was in Fallujah and all this stuff. And he's loads of trauma, uh, and he's connected to Justin Timberlake. Who has no eye, but he actually doesn't have an eye. He's, he's both eyes. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> there was a what was it? Yeah, they, they travel through this rift in space time, um, and they travel Six, back back in time. They travel sixty nine minutes 
Into the past, yes. Into the past. So there's 69 minutes into the past. And then they meet their fe- their past selves. And so it's like a negation. It's like they, they, they fucking collide. With the, they, they meet their double. Mm-hmm. But it's not their double. It's them. It's them. But like it, it creates like this like uh, identity crisis kind of. It's like, I think that's like the main thing in the film. A lot of stuff about identity. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like there's all this like noise about like World War Three and stuff. Um, but it's mainly about the characters. You know, mm-hmm. like mainly um, Boxer Santeros, uh, Ronald Tavern, Taverner, and Kristenau, like how they relate, you know, you know, to society, but also to themselves and like their past selves, but also like their future selves, like where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, is it all, does it really matter? Like, like how is, how is Rock, how is, how is Boxer Santeros from the past different to Boxer Santeros from 69 minutes into the mm-hmm. future, you know? Like, it ends up that the guy from the past kills himself. No, it's... Uh, it, he, like... They blew up the car. There's some, the <laughs> people that sent him over there blew up the car because two souls of the same person can't exist at the same time. Yeah, And yeah. they can never touch. And that's what ends up happening with, with yeah. Ron Tavener. Okay, yeah. that, that he meets himself and he shakes his hand. Um, just going back to the start of the film, because this is all the end. I just want to talk about the scene where we're introduced into Ronald Tavener. Because... That scene is fucking fantastic. He like so we're coming into we're with the neo Marxist and they have Ronald Tavner and uh, he's dressed up as a cop and he's looking at himself in the mirror and it's very subtle at the start but then you quickly realize that his reflection is slightly behind and it's really like he like shakes his head and stuff like that and then a second later the reflection all also does that and like that is fucking paro like that is such a cool but paro effect. But added on top of that, you're already fucking confused as to what the fuck is going on in this movie because it's thrown so much information at you at this stage. And then you find out, okay, so he's going to go off with the with the rock and he's going to bring him on, on a on a joyride and show him around or whatever. But then it's like, it's revealed that because like, the neo-Marxists are like, come on, you got to go out there and be a racist cop. And you're like, you realize like, oh shit, like the situation was Paro already with like the delay in the mirror and like just like the neo-Marxists are being around or whatever but then realizing that he has to he has to dress up and pretend to be a racist cop and you're like oh god this is gonna go somewhere awful and then he walks out and he's like okay and then the camera just pans and the second Ronald Tavner is there and you're like what the fuck is going on? Mm. Like the escalation of what the fuck is going on in that scene is exponential. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I had no idea. Mm. Absolutely no idea. But then they, they go on the ride along and it starts to make sense. Yeah. You the film makes sense for a while and then it goes batshit insane. Then it starts yeah. making sense again and then make batshit insane again. Yeah, it's like exploding every now and then. But uh, yeah, he's on the ride along. He's talking to, to Dwayne Johnson and he's and he's making this film for whatever reason. Because he had this dream or whatever where... Oh, he has a script. He has a script. script. Yeah. It's a prophetic script which predicts the future. Yeah. Boxer Sincero has a script that is basically what happens in the film. Mm. He has a script about this character that like knows things and has to stop the fourth dimensional rift because space time is collapsing in himself. And only Jericho Kane, that's the main character, only Jericho Kane can figure out what's going on. But The Rock has had this whole identity crisis because he has amnesia and he's getting phone calls off someone that works in the, like, basically defense department that's, like, spying on everyone. And she knows that he has this script and she's read the script 
because Crystal now saved onto her laptop or something like that. So she rings him and says, Jericho Kane. And he's like, yes, because he doesn't know who the fuck he is. Like this whole, it is like a film about identity. Yeah, definitely. And even like Ronald Havner is dealing with PTSD, which comes into it at the very end, where he accidentally shot, in the in the graphic novel, he accidentally shot his best mate in, in Iraq, which is uh, Justin Timberlake's character. And uh, he thinks that he's killed him, but it turns out he didn't actually kill him because Justin Timberlake's throughout the film or whatever. But he's like all fucked up, and that's why he was willing to go on this like suicide mission um, to like the fourth dimensional rift with Boxer Santero. But uh, when he eventually comes into contact with himself, like his one of them, one of them have, has been shot in the eye, which is what he did to Justin Timberlake's character, and they're shaking hands, and uh, he's just like, "Let go!" Like if you, we need to let go, and it's like we need to move on. And the other guy's like, "I can't, I can't, like I can't move on." It's like if you, he's like, the one that's in the future is like, "It's okay." Like it, it's okay. What happened? What happened? What happened? Happened. Forgive yourself. It was an accident. Mm. And the one, the other guy's like, the other version of himself is holding a gun to his head, and he's like, "It's okay. It's okay." And they keep repeating like, "Friendly fire, friendly fire." And it's just like him. His identity is literally split from the moment where he's accidentally shot his best friend in the war, and it's this moment where space time is collapsing in on itself. And it's basically like a death dream. Like the entire film is basically like a death dream <laughs> and it makes no sense. But it's him with himself, like accepting the fact of what has happened and forgiving himself for making a mistake and accidentally killing, like in his eyes, killing his best friend. Yeah, yeah. And only he can tell himself yeah. that it was okay. Like he has to come to terms with it himself, you know? Mm. Like it's like a process. Like only he can only he can do that like, you can't have other people say ah oh, it's alright yeah. like, forget about it Justin Timberlake's grand yeah. you know, he's like you know friendly fire or whatever he has to know it himself so he has to literally talk to himself in the past mm-hmm. from the past and say it to him and then he can come to terms with his like his trauma mm-hmm. in a physical like literally physically come to terms with it and then the last shot is like a comp- it's like fucking the synthesis of the two of them yeah just joining together they, com- they combine together and you, you the the film even was able to overcome the fact that like ah uh, yeah but it's a film about like soldiers in Iraq like murdering people whatever but the film overcomes the fact that overcomes that critique because America in the film has a has a conscription yeah it's a draft so yeah, like yeah. it looks at like it looks at like the film kind of looks at current like what Rich or seemingly what Richard Kelly seemed to have done was he looked at like the way that America was post nine eleven, just heightened that up, but also looked back at Vietnam and used some of the ideas that were going on at that at that time in America and just like kind of just exaggerated everything to this like absurd degree. But in that absurdism is like loads of truths about like what is you know the human condition and uh, you yeah. know the way that our the way that like the political system in the world works, yeah, that absurdism is definitely like the word for it. Yeah, because even suicide's a huge thing. Yes, you know, because I'm a pimp. Pimps don't commit suicide. Yeah, that's a huge line in the film. Mm. It's because it's said by different characters as well, isn't it? I think it's said mm-hmm. by I think Krista now says it as well. And uh, that Asian woman that's walking around as well, she says it to yeah, Boxer Santero. Pimps don't commit suicide. Like your man Boxer Santero's like philosophically opposed to suicide, which is the same thing as absurdism mm-hmm. like albert camus you know the absurdist fella and uh, like beckett and stuff like that suicide is never an option because mm-hmm. you know if the world is like meaningless or whatever like 
in the context of the film is like this overpowering surveillance state like you're in world war three everything seems hopeless you know there's no meaning to be found even though there's all these all these pleasures available like sort of contrasted against the horrors and there's all these drugs as well that's going around like that's another thing as well yeah yeah like the modern condition or whatever like there's no even though everything is there there's so much going on you still can't find any meaning but that's like the point is like you have to keep going there's no Mm -hmm. like uh, giving up isn't an option you know yeah like pimps don't commit suicide on like it's a philosophical a, yeah. level you know because it is like and <clears throat> even like when he says like pimps don't like that's the whole like a bimbo aspect of the film because mm. he's after being told this extremely complicated thing about why there's another version the dead version of himself on the table a box there's two versions of box of Dintero, unlike ronald tavern where they're both alive the old boxes and tarot is dead he's been like in a fire or whatever the fuck happened to him is in a car crash or expose him. What the fuck happened to him? And like they're explaining to him like what has happened and this mad complicated like rift in time and like you're yourself 69 minutes in the past and stuff like that. And he's just, like he's just response is like, but I'm a pimp. Pimps don't commit suicide. Like I would yeah, never I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't kill myself. So obviously Something's wrong here. Someone yeah. tried to murder me because yeah, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Um and it's just like that's like his like acceptance or like his understanding of who he is because up until this point like the whole identity thing he doesn't know who he is now he finally knows who he is and he's accepted himself and he no longer does the worrying fingers it's solid and it's like that's like that's because i noticed that so much the first time like his weird fingers but when he's finally like understand what's going on he holds his hands together in the same way but like in like a mr burns kind of way like knowingly like angela Merkel kind of way yeah He's like, I know, like yeah. I know what's going on now. I know what to do. I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not scared anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that hand scene was so funny. Yeah, it's great. I love his little face when he's scared. It's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, like, so at this stage now, they're in this fucking. This is at the end of the film where you're like, oh, this is, all oh, this is being revealed, and then this massive blimp, and Crystal now, and all the Republican Party and everyone, basically every character is is on this fucking blimp, and um like fucking rebellion is going on out in the outside like in the streets of los angeles and stuff like that um and Crystal now is performing a song uh i can't remember what the song is really famous song though but they're performing a mute a song whatever and boxer santero gets up and he starts dancing with crystal now and then his his wife who also kind of understands she's kind of come to terms with like everything that's happened to him and she comes up on stage and the three of them like dance together Mm. and then her dad who's the who's frost the big republican head uh-huh. is like what is this some sort of orgy which ties back into crystal nails thing like mm. the like we came over and we ruined the native americans like orgy of love like this is now like this is just love like this unabounding love that's like being shared across these three people and it's not weird it's completely fine it's normal now <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way that it is it's normal now yeah <laughs> And this is like, yeah, pure <coughs> acceptance for the future of what can be. What can be. Yeah, accepting the future. Mm. Something like that, yeah. At the same time, you have Taverner coming to terms yeah. with his past, you know, and make, like, you know, synthesizing himself, his, 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 the different versions of himself. The time thing is really cool. Mm. I thought that was very cool. And just the self, like, identity. Yeah. <laughs> identity in the modern world. Like, how you relate. Like, even the way, like, the surveillance state. Um because that, that's a huge thing in the film, but it's not really focused on. It's just always there, kind yeah. of in the background. Like, they have a... 
obviously they have USID. It's like it's like their version of the NSA. Yeah. Um, which is another thing the film predicted, where they the one the character the character who um, is obsessed with boxer Santeros, yeah. who has the script and all. She's on the uh, bathroom duty. She she watches people. There's cameras in the bathrooms of like yeah. these random places in America. In LAX. In LAX, and yeah. she just watches people in the bathroom. That's her mm-hmm. job. You know, and they're like, oh, she's been on it for 12 hours, man. It's too much for one woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's probably people out there that yeah. actually do that, you know? Um, I thought that was amazing, you know? I thought it was, like, a very interesting kind of way of looking at it. Um, and, like, in relation to the like the, the rest of the film, talking about, you know, the self, like, thinking about, like, like uh, what does it mean to be watched all the time? Like, wh- like, are you different? It's like a Schrodinger citizen or something like yeah. that. Like, the way... Is is the is Boxer Santeros different in the past? Is his double different from him? Are they both the same person? Is is a is the random citizen the same if they're watched, or are they are they different? Are they different things? Like is yeah. all like all these like different points in space time? Is it, yeah. is, it, is it all the Public same? Public and thing? private life merged together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking uh, advertisement. There's a huge thing about consumerism in the film as well. Yeah, it's massive. There's yeah. also cars fucking in the film. Yeah, cars are sex. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's an ad that has like a car mounting another one and its exhaust pipe turns into a dick and the other one's exhaust pipe turns into a vagina and they fuck. Yeah, yeah. And your man was a, is a frost. He's like, what the fuck was he's that? He's like, Did I just, what, what am I watching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, well, this film is a comedy, which for, which isn't talked about enough as well. Yeah, it's a satire. Yeah, yeah. it's a, definitely a comedy. Yeah. It's like a sci-fi comedy or something like that. It's it's kind of like Idiocracy, mm. but like way more complicated. Way more complicated. Way more complicated. Which is the reason why people didn't like it. Yeah, it is complicated, but like, you know, it's like a, it's an like imperfect, it's a it's a beautiful mess, you know, mm. because it goes for a lot. And you have to give it credit for that. Yeah, Jesus. You have to give it credit. Yeah. Th- you, know? you have to give a lot of credit for the fact that it, it predicted a lot of things. It predicted a huge amount, yeah. Like the merging know. of like celebrity and political figures. Like the fact that he did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw that coming, you know. Yeah. Like that was like literally have Trump like a celebrity. WWE Hall of Famer. And this one, the WWE Hall of Famer is the main character. Is the main character. <laughs> yeah. in, in real life, you know, he became the president. You know, like it's just and like the the surveillance day, like the, the way it predicted the prison program and uh, the Patriot Act's like sort of being indefinitely extended. Um, and yeah, just like to sort of um, like even Krista, Krista now as a as a like a character, or as a as a persona, mm. like the way she's sort of a multi, like her as a character, as a persona herself, she's like a multimedia sort of icon. Like she doesn't, re- uh, but like she's that's a different thing to who she actually is. Yeah, like she's on drinks and she's like she has a talk show and like she's in movies, but like that's like a, a completely separate thing. It's like a social phenomenon completely separate to who she actually is mm-hmm. which is a very kind of you know personable and like tactile thing you know uh, it's it's a very uh out there you know yeah ahead of its time mad in, ahead many, of ways, time. in mad, many ways mad 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 ahead of its time there's even the use of fucking there's a straight up clip of bush in the film as well george bush yeah there's a bit where it cuts to him on a tv i can't remember what he says he says something fucking horrific though and it's only made more obvious how horrific it is because of the context of like like how it's used in the film but in re- i can't remember he's just basically saying like we're gonna go to war for god i think it is something like this is a holy war it's something along those lines he literally said well yeah it's a holy war in iraq yeah i I can't believe that's never talked about you know yeah like this guy literally like you heard a lot about how trump is a fascist 
But like George Bush literally went on a holy crusade yeah. into the Middle East for like, you know, Lebensraum basically. Yeah. <laughs> oil in Iraq. And like there doesn't seem to be any any kind of ripple effect. Like this is one of the only like mainstream films that really like has a go at it, you yeah, know. This like, is proper, the this is the Bush era American film. Yeah, yeah. But like it's almost like this uh, this should have been made like twenty years. It was almost made too soon. Yeah. Like, people weren't ready to like yeah, grapple full with on, it pretty full, much. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you can only really appreciate how like what this film was doing years after it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Because you can see like, oh my god, that's like this is what the film is talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like it was too close to the, the fucking epicenter. It's yeah. Like, within the blast radius and people were like, We're not we're not gonna even think about whatever the fuck this is talking about. Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> can't handle this, this is right now. <laughs> this is for uh, you know, this is like a uh, forgotten classic in fifty years time. Mm. And that's what it is pretty much. Yeah, well that's what it's seen as now. It's like mm. it's getting a revival because of that fact. Because apparently Mubi stuck it up like it's on movie yeah? it was a movie like a year or two ago they got rid of it though but it was a movie and people went back and they watched it like jesus this thing predicted fucking everything like yeah, it's all on the nose about loads of things there's even like a i was reading there today there's a there's a whole kind of like school of cinematic like theory that was just kind of built around it as well or like sort of founded on it post post cinema mm-hmm. this is a post cinema film post cinematic film in the sense that all films would be like um, would be kind of aesthetic objects to be observed by an objective, like sort of a exterior subject. Like they're just they're like artistic pieces. Yeah. Um, to like to sort of be judged by the viewer, whereas uh, something like there's a guy Stephen Shaviro had this whole he wrote a book about it. It's called the post cinema affect, and he, the the two main films I think he talks about are uh, this film Southland Tales and. Uh, gamer mm. which had jerry butler and your man from dexter in it which are both very like meta films mm-hmm. in a very direct way but like th- what distinguishes them from the past kind of modes of of like cinema is the way that like it's uh it's kind of just you know it's kind of just the furniture thrown together like it's not there it's all just like um conventions and like uh references and um you know different codes it's like it, it's supposed to impress an affect onto the viewer, something to be. It's like a dispersed kind of structure. Like there's no kind of. Um, it's not the same as it was before because it kind of invites the viewer to be within the film. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about you know getting from point A to point A or to point point A to B to C. It's not like about a three act structure. And this is no real like obvious three act structure at all. You know, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's all it's a load of vibes. It's pure. As, pure as, as we talked about, yeah, yeah vibology. pure vibology, but like, yeah. the only reason why you can tell the tree act structure because it just comes up with Intel cards saying part yeah. four, part five, part six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, where are the first three parts? Which yeah. is almost, like, proves the point. Like, it's just, it's random kind of, like, uh, I don't know, like, the remains of, of, like, a story thrown together. It's like a collage of, mm. like, of different themes and, like, impressions of different stories. And you just sort of draw whatever you can from it, you know? Yeah, you're scrambling for, like, trying to make any sense of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good thing. It's, like, it's like more... Uh, it requires you to be more, like, on your toes, you know? You, you really, like, for Yeah, how, you have to watch it, like... For, like, how fucking stupid this film is, you have to focus with it. Yeah. You're also going to be completely lost as to what's going on. Yeah, you're, like, you, you look away for, like... You doze off for, like, five minutes... And it'd be like, what oh, good the luck fuck is happening here? Like, <laughs> like, what? You're in the middle of the ocean. Time travel, like, <laughs> yeah. What's this about? Like, you know, it's just 
Mad. Mad stuff. It is, it's mad. Madcap. It's, it is one of the best films of the 2010s. Easily. Of the 2000s, of yeah. Of the 2000s, sorry, yeah. Of the 2000s. It was a pretty bleak decade, but yeah. definitely, yeah. Like, yeah. this and fucking, like, Jesse James, I would say, the top films that came out that decade. Yeah, and Jesse James is like the exact opposite. Yeah, it's it's like it's, just like, it's retrospective of America, but this is like looking at America in the present and then looking at the future. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Jesse James is looking at the past. Yeah, which is kind of easier, you know? Mm. Like, it's so hard to make a film about, you know, now. That's mm-hmm. not a documentary. Yeah. Like, th- like this film is literally about the time that it was made, which is just so difficult to do. I, d- I don't even, I can't even think of another film that, that tried that in recent memory anyway. Jesus, no, know? I can't think of a single one. You know? That's, that I, takes like, balls. And, and like the way that it does it as well. Like it's especially because of how accurate it actually is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, is like it's not even it's not like he's a fucking, you know, he's a, a suit sayer. He's like mm. you can't see into the future. Like these are a lot a lot of things would have been really obvious at the time. People just weren't, you know, looking for it mm-hmm. or weren't willing to say, Oh, this is clearly gonna happen. Like this is clearly the logical conclusion of the way we're going, you know. Mm. But that's because they don't want to think about it or whatever. This guy was like, ah, I'm going to just go out there and mm-hmm. say what I think is going to, what will happen or like do it, just exaggerate the things that are happening now. That's why the film is like so kind of jarring, mm-hmm. I think. Something yeah. like that, you know? It's a mad, mad film. Mad stuff, like. Mad stuff. Mad stuff. Madcap. Yeah, madcap. <laughs> madcap. <clears throat> oh, I tell you. Um, Shall we move on to listener questions? We need ah, one. we will. There's no news this week because there's li- literally nothing fucking happened. Like, there's I, nothing in the news. I was, there was there was one story and I was just like, ah, I'm not arse talking about that. <laughs> Fuck that, yeah. A so, lot of the stuff is just Mickey Mouse stuff, you know. Oh, this person's in this. Yeah, it, a lot of it is just that. Yeah. It's just... This or it's just, like, oh, this person reacted on Twitter to, uh, you know, who cares? Oh, wait, we actually have two questions. <laughs> yes. All right, first one's coming in from... All oh, right, sorry. If you want to ask us a question, hot take... Give us some feedback. You can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at Paro underscore pod. Make sure to follow us there. Or you can hit us up by email, theparopod at gmail.com. Our first question is coming in from Liam. And Liam is just simply asking us, what is the best meme? What is the best meme? That's so hard. Memes travel so fast. Mm, Light years away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You you can't predict what's going to be. Like whatever answer we give is gonna be is gonna age like milk within a month. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna say. Like he's mad racist, but Pepe Pepe's a great meme. Pepe is if, if, very versatile. If, if, if not racist, if it's not racist, <laughs> uh, yeah, these days it's not really used like that, is it? You know, you never really see it. I these think he's days. been slightly claimed. But I don't know. I'm not on Fortran. I think they're just not really. They're not really arse anymore, are they? I don't know. Um, yeah, Wojak is huge as well. I think he's yeah. great. He's he's so like uh, versatile. You can apply that. I think Wojak and Pepe are probably the most important memes. They're pretty much the same meme, you know? Yeah. Like the, and we talked about it at the time, like the uh, kind of du- du- man. duality of man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what it is. I think that that's definitely, that's going to last, you know? Yeah. That's lasted a long time. But people yeah. are literally going to study like how Pepe was used. Like yeah. that feels good, man, and stuff like that. Like people are going to, people will study Pepe, like the phenomenon of Pepe. Absolutely, yeah. And even still, like there's still like funny Pepe memes. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, the, the one I use, I use it quite a bit on the, on the uh, for Instagram stories. It's just like Pepe just discuss like you can get away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a funny image. It's just so versatile. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a great one. You know, Wojak as well. Wojak is just you know, classics. Yeah, classics. classics. They, they've been around ten years. So yeah, they're not going and away. They're still good. Classics. <laughs> Stick to the classics. Like, what about like um, 
I'm a big fan of the of the baby with the gun. And he's like crying, and he's like points the gun, and he puts it down. And he's crying. Ah, uh, kind of. Don't even he's know got that. a little red T-shirt on. I love that. I think it's such a funny meme. <laughs> Also because it's it's a, it's, a, it's a photo of like a kid with a gun pointing, and he like the kid puts it down, and he's like with his hands on his eyes, and he's crying. <laughs> and uh, mostly, I find it so funny because someone tweeted that being like, uh, "When I realized I have to kill." Tony Hawk during the race war or whatever, oh, and yeah, then Tony yeah. Hawk retweeting was like, "Well, thank you for for hesitating for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jeez, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, jeez. Right, there's a lot of good content out there, you know. Yeah, I don't even know what's the current meme. <coughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm not down with the kids. Yeah, I don't know. It's just TikToks. <laughs> TikToks, a lot of TikToks. Oh, berries and cream. What the? F- have you heard about that one? No. Man, I, I'm i not on that side of TikTok, but apparently berries and cream, it's just this fucking guy going like, berries and cream, berries and cream. It's huge. It's massive, apparently. Is it? Yeah, it's massive. <sighs> memes aren't like they used to be, I tell you that. Yeah. I just oh, like it. Back I, in my day. I'm they, seeing, I don't like video memes. I like I like pictures. Yeah, you need it. <laughs> Hieroglyphics. You, yeah, you need an image, yeah. Back in my day, we, yeah. had, we had lads doing the Egyptian dance, yeah. <laughs> no, no. We had fucking... What's that guy? Un- unlucky Brian. What the fuck is it? Bad luck Brian. Yeah, bad luck Back Brian. Back in my day, we had troll face. Remember that? Yeah, troll face, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mad, bro? You mad? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Chills. Oh, I feel awful now. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days. Those rem- were the days. I remember I remember. Uh, one of our teachers showed us, you never ever go into cheeseburger.com. No. It was like a meme site. No one, even in class, no one had ever heard of it. But uh, our English teacher uh, one day just went through different memes that she liked on cheeseburger.com. <laughs> and we, even in, even back then, we were like, what the fuck is she doing? This is just not funny. Like, Yeah. Oh, God, oh, no. That's there's no way to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. She, she attempted, like, fair play. At least she tried, Get yeah. Get down with the kids. Yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another classic. Another classic <laughs> meme. Steepy <laughs> Sammy. Uh. Yeah, there's... It's mad that you don't see, like, you never see, like, the wonder simply not meme. Yeah, the Sean Bean meme. Yeah, you don't yeah. see that one. You never ever see the... Because uh, cause that, like, kind of format is kind of gone, gone, isn't it? Yeah. You know? We're in a post-modern meme world now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you ever see, like, those comparisons, like, memes in, like, 2012, and it's, like, a rage comic or whatever. Yeah. And memes now, it's just, like, a frog... It's just the word B, or it's just like the letter B. It's like deep fried and stuff. It's like, what is this? I didn't even know why that's funny. But it's but so it just funny, is. yeah, yeah. It's just funny for some reason. Yeah, I'm, man, memes used to be so pure, but they were also incredibly racist for the most part. Oh, jeez. They still yeah. are, to be fair. Yeah, man, every day in work, like, like 90% of the videos I get would be like either kids just reacting to memes, or, um, yeah, 90% of the videos would be just people reacting to memes mm-hmm. or to like meme videos and stuff like that. It's like the most, I can't believe people actually do that. Like sit down and they'll watch like a, a fail compilation and they'll record their reaction to it and then put it up. And as if anyone cares, as if, as if anyone's interested. Yeah. Like these are like hour long videos. After watch the full thing. I've seen like every meme like for, from fucking 2018 because there's always a delay on YouTube. Like there's never, yeah. I'm not up to date with like the current ones because yeah. YouTube is like kind of, I don't know. It, it it doesn't. It's very slow in that kind of way. But uh, man, from 2018, some of the memes are just like, what is going on? Yeah, some of them. Some of them are really like really bad. Like in terms of, like you know race and stuff like that. 
like really like hateful and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to like get you have to like you know send them off, yeah. send them off to the farm or whatever. Um, but some of them are just not funny at all, and like, but some of them are like classics. I don't know. It's just it's like memes are weird. It's a it's a wild west out there. It really is. It's a wild west. You know? Do people even use, I assume 4chan is yeah, people still use 4chan that's still huge yeah, yeah. So. never I've only clicked onto it once or twice I'm like I cannot I literally it is such an ugly website to look at that's the idea though isn't it yeah Yeah. Mm. I don't know you have to be real cretin to be on that fucking website yeah you have to get your head around it yeah Yeah. have to have a PhD to get into that website like yeah that's what that's that's the thing though you know mm. a lot of researchers are on that now meme historians or whatever yeah meme historians just rubbing their chins looking at them yeah no, memes are weird. Shrek is probably also a great meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of gone out of fashion though for a it's while. It's a film. This is an hour and a half full <laughs> of meme. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Prices dude. though. Damn. And the, do you want to read the oh, second? Yeah. yeah, whenever that one comes up, the uh, Shrek is love, Shrek is life. That's always that always hits the uh, the heartstrings and work. Oh, so it's, that's a classic. That still comes up, you know. People still love that. And then uh, Potty's asking, why does Liam Neeson piss himself so much? Um, I think it's because he looks himself in the mirror and he's like, oh, that guy's so scary. He's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, that guy's a big fucking hunk. Have you seen the photos of him? <laughs> no. There's a lot of photos of Liam Neeson, like, but just, he just pissed himself. Oh, There's a lot of photos. That's so sad, but he clearly doesn't care. I think it's like an alcoholism thing. I've heard before that that's what it might be. Yeah. He just pisses himself. Or else he just... Or, or else he's just got a weak little bladder, so he goes off to the toilet or whatever, and he comes back and he's still not finished. He doesn't notice, yeah. He doesn't notice and he just pisses himself. Man, that happens to me all the time. When it, you, know, you know you're shaking there for ages, and you're yeah. like, that's got to be the last of it. And then you, you, you zip up, and it's like straight away. It's, like you, you, <laughs> it's just fucking... It's like it's like the Red Sea just like collapsed back <laughs> in on itself. <laughs> you're like, fuck's sake. You have to sit down in it all day. <laughs> that happens to me all the got time. rash and shit. Yeah, you got a rash and all. <laughs> Smell, smell. It smells like piss. <laughs> <laughs> smells like piss. <laughs> I'm that guy. That guy work. That guy I'm, smells like piss. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy that smells like piss. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> oh fucking hell! <laughs> nah, that, that's a, that's a, we, all the lads know that struggle. Yeah, all, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the girls probably know it as well. Yeah, somehow, however that works. <laughs> <laughs> Girls don't pee, man. Girls don't pee, man. Girls Forget don't use the toilet. That's a myth. That is a myth. <laughs> the pure like Barbie dolls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I checked that out before yeah. the Barbie dolls. It's on there. Don't understand this works. Yeah. Ah, Liam. Liam's all right. Yeah, I could on Liam. Well, like, he clearly doesn't care, so you can't feel bad about it. Mm. If there's so many photos, like, if there's so many photos, yeah, just, just clearly doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. <laughs> like you're Liam Neeson, you piss yourself in public. No one's gonna start laughing at you, you know. He's gonna be like, "That's fucking Liam Neeson," or that's that guy's fucking six foot six and built like a fucking shit brick house. I'm not gonna <laughs> laugh at him in public. Fuck that, no. <laughs> I'll find you and I'll kill you. Now, jeez, that's yeah, scary. that's the guy from Taken. Yeah, that's Schindler's List, bro. That's fucking. He's a Nazi man. Yeah, don't go near him. <laughs> oh God. We leave it at that. We'll leave it there. So what's your recommended film for episode 59? My recommended film is a film called Occult. It is a Japanese film and it is directed by... Come on, phone. Koji Shirashi. <laughs> Koji Shirashi? Oh, yeah. Shirashi. 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 Koji Shirashi. Yeah, well, well it's called Occult. 
whatever his name is. A cult. Found, found footage film, just inspired because we talked about Blair Witch today, and I heard that a cult is a very good found, found footage, found <laughs> footage film. Um, I've seen one other of his found footage films, and it was a very, I found it kind of boring, <laughs> but in terms of being a found, fo- in terms of found footage, mm. like realism, very, very good. So hopefully a cult also succeeds in that. Maybe not. We might have another film that we... We haven't had a film that we disagree... Or that we don't like as a recommended film. Maybe we'll disagree on this one. One of us will love it and one yeah, of us will hate it. Maybe. That hasn't happened. As you've had the same opinion on all well, these films. Maybe we should do that. Mm. But um, we should watch paranormal, paranormal Activity as well. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah. should we get into, we're getting into spooky season. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Down for that? Absolutely. Yeah, right. Right, we'll leave it at that there. So, all right, see you next week, lads. See y'all next week. Bye.